guys, welcome back to the channel and welcome to episode 75 of Secrets Villains. I am your host JB and I am here with the Council of Villains, Vash and Abe, and we are joined by two very special guests, Spicy Lady and Chris, and we are going to be talking about everything revealed during the Marvel and Lucasfilm panel at D23 Expo 2022. Chris, Spicy, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. It's a pleasure, as always, to be here. Thanks for having me back. It's glad to have a show of villains. It's been a while. Yes. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me too, y'all. I know it's been been like almost a year. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it has been a while. Too long. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Your boy, the map, Prince, Prince A.L.I. Wall. How are you guys doing today? Always, always love being on an episode with Chris. And of course, of course, my sis, Spicy. It's good to see y'all both on the show. Um, JB, yeah, this was, uh, <laughs> the D23 Expo was definitely, definitely something worthy to talk about. And it was actually quite amusing overall ex- when it comes to people's expectations for sure. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. Happy to be doing Villains again. I know we, we took a break. I needed the break. Y- your boy was going through extreme burnout. And we're, we're doing a, a different format now. For those of you that didn't get it on the socials or on the community board, uh, Villains is going seasonal. We're going to be focusing on reviewing these shows as a whole. That way we can cover more series like House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, She-Hulk, Andor, all of these different things. The Boys Season 4 when that drops. There's going to be so many different shows going on all at once. This is the way that we can give you quality content and give you as much of it as possible. We're also going to be reviewing a lot more movies uh abe and i are definitely going to be reviewing halloween ends we're going to be reviewing the woman king we got a lot of stuff coming for you guys so there's still going to be a lot of content just a little bit more spread out you know so that each of us we're all running our own different content creation um businesses and everything so just gives us time to work on our own stuff and then again we still get to come together and give you guys the quality content that we were doing before so without further ado Let's get into it. Uh, We were going to talk about the game showcase, but I wanted to make sure that we dedicated all all the time just to this Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm panel. So if you do want a recap of that, go to KeppoForSpoilers.com after the show, of course, and you can get a full recap of literally everything that they dropped during the um, Disney and Marvel game showcase. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, like Tron Identity, um, Avatar, Reckoning, a lot of great stuff in there, so go and check out Gargoyles Remastered. Gargoyles Remastered, can't wait for that too. Lots of great shit, but again, let's get into it. Starting off with Lucasfilm, we get the final trailer For Andor, we already know that it's going to be 24 episodes. Kathleen Kennedy describes the series as a 24-episode spy thriller. Um, I absolutely loved all of the elements of Rogue One. It is top two, maybe. I juggle back and forth whether or not it's my favorite Star Wars movie. I absolutely love watching regular people fight for what's right. It's very cool to watch Jedi do a bunch of cool flips and twirls with their lightsabers and using the force. But watching regular people put their lives on the line, it means a lot to me. So I can't wait for Andor. I can't wait for this series. And the first three episodes are dropping all at once on September 21st. So we are eating, guys. So Spicy, starting with you, uh, what's your excitement level for Andor now that you've seen the final trailer? For me, it's like you said, I, I, I am more of like a double, the spy um, thriller of it. I love seeing the double agents of Star Wars, how, you know, when you think, you know, all hope is lost, you see like a Empire soldiers with the rebellion or whatever. So I, I love that we're going this route. 
Um, I love seeing uh, more of like the politics of Star Wars, um, what's going on. I, I always felt like that was interesting. So I'm excited for Endor. I, I did enjoy Rogue One. I'm I'm not like a Star Wars fan, but I grew up with it. My dad is a huge fan. My sister is. So I grew up around it. So I, I know what's going on. But, you know, I'm, I like spy thrillers. So I'm excited to see um, this part with Endor. Yeah, Chris. As you guys know, uh, over the last couple of months, I've been saying I'm not super hyped for Andor, and I don't know why. I just cannot get excited about this show. I'm going to watch it. I'm currently writing an article ranking all the Star Wars shows for Careful for Spoilers website. But uh, maybe if all the shows that star characters I've been invested in have failed me, and they have, maybe watching a show about a character that I'm not invested in will actually be a fantastic experience. You know, the, the show is certainly bringing the war back to Star Wars, which I can appreciate. So uh, I'm going in with like a total clean slate, like super low bar. I'm just going to let the show wash over me and uh, and see how it goes. Yeah, Vash? I'm like Chris. Um, not hurt like him, like, you know, with some characters <laughs> in the series, but I'm more like... I just recently, about a month or two ago, I just saw uh, Rogue One for the first time. It, it was great. I don't think it was fantastic as have people hype me up to it, but it was great. It was really enjoyable. I wish we saw more of those characters, you know, our boy Donnie Yen and other characters that we saw there. Now with the little prequel, maybe we can see more of that. So they didn't treat me. When it comes to Kathleen Kenny speaking, at, at this point, I just don't care how she markets stuff because the way she's been doing over the years like yo you just like to hype shit up and just it's a bit of a letdown so when she talks i just rather just throw it out the window just kind of ignore her i know it sounds rude but my apologies on that but on the spy thriller just roll the trailer get off stage that's it that's it like jill (laughs) that's it you did your job you hire people i see meet the plan um you know spy thriller i'm excited for it um, curious to see what type of Star Wars feel are we going to feel for this spy thriller and our characters. We know most of them are not going to survive, but knowing that this is a 24 episode, I hope we get a flesh out and not a 30, 23, you know, 15 minute type of show. Hopefully we get a little nice 45 minute goddamn hour, like just a nice slot of pure entertainment and just a good story. You know, that's the most important. Yeah. Abe, what about you? Um, <clears throat> I'm similar, or I was similar to... No, no. No, I, I feel the same way about Chris. There's no excitement behind, for me, for Andor. It's just that I am content. And I'm actually happy at the direction of the franchise as a whole. Because Andor reminds me of what makes Clone Wars, the, the animated series, the best in my opinion. And I say this without really ranking everything, but just off the top of my head, why Clone Wars is the best possible Star Wars media that we've gotten in in the existence of Star Wars. Because they were very, they, they gave me stuff that I didn't know I wanted. Yes, I got to see my lightsaber battles and my Jedi versus Sith and all of that stuff. But I also got introduced to different worlds and governments and peoples and the politics of it all. And it made me actually start caring not just about the main characters, but the overall universe of Star Wars. 
And while I have no excitement for Andor, of course, I will still eventually watch it. It's just, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. I still haven't even watched uh, Mandalorian season two yet. If everything is in the backlog. Um, I'm just happy that they're giving us a, a show that will continue to build and to uh, spread out what the universe that they're laying before us. And to do it in such a spy, like thriller-esque way is genius. So when I say I'm not excited for it, it doesn't mean like, oh, I think it's going to be bad or anything. It's just, I have no feelings towards it because it's so far, it's eventually going to get watched. Um, for the overall review, I might miss it. Just we'll see. But I'm happy with what Lucasfilms, what Disney Plus, what they're all doing with the Star Wars franchise right now. Because the other shows like Mandalorian continue to do just that. Give us more of the universe and move away from the Skywalker saga that you guys relied so heavily on. Uh, so those are my opinions about Andor. Yeah. I, I'm, again, very excited for Andor. I'm very excited to get, like Chris said, get back to the war. I, I think you guys are going to love it. I, I There's something I about, hope. like... Like the cinematography and again, boots on the ground, these people literally putting everything on the line, their livelihoods, their families, they're risking everything in order to push the, re the rebellion forward. Uh, Diego Luna, he's amazing. I loved him. I love him as Cassian in Rogue One. And I love that the creator of this series was the writer of Rogue One. So it's like <laughs> no one knows Cassian better than this guy going in as the creator of this show. So very, very excited for, for Andor. Can't wait for that to drop. And again, we're getting three episodes day one. So very excited for that. I love the way, one, one last thing on Andor, yeah, if you don't mind. I love the way that the show is going to be formatted. How it's covering a span of five years and each three episodes, uh, there's going to be another time jump. So I think they're they're dropping those first three episodes because technically the first three episodes are like one storyline and then the next week we'll do the time jump. So I think that's really interesting. You know, that's something the Star Wars shows haven't done before. And one more thing I'd like to add is that I love how they took the time to actually write the script and get the story right for, you know, for this series before they had a release day and everything like before in the most previous shows, they just wrote the script not have it ready you know some stuff you know obi-wan six episodes could have been more fleshed out so but with this 24 episode they already had a nice concrete of what they want to do with it so i'm very happy with this series i have a bit more hope because of the people of the people behind it in the production side so i'm just hoping that my hype for it my hope for it actually executes by the end of Oh, the first season, oh, first three episodes, where it could be like, wow, this was really good. Yeah, I, I think it's going to wow people, and but we'll see. Very, very excited for this. We're, we're very, very close. We're so close to, to Andor. So let's uh, let's move on to, to Willow. So I don't have much to say on this topic. Honestly, I'm not familiar with the original. Um, I do know that there is a lot of hype over Willow. I do. I will have to admit, I did like the trailer. The trailer made me really interested in checking it out. So Spicy, again, starting with you, like, what are your thoughts on like Willow? Do you have any excitement level, like any history with Willow? I don't, but I mean, I kind of like Christian Slater. I liked him in Ar an Arthur, Arthur, um, what, yeah, Arthur, whatever. So that's cool. I don't, I'm not really familiar with this movie. Um, I have to watch the old one. I think it's on Disney Plus. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited about seeing new things revamped. You know, continued on. So I'm open to it. 
Um, it looks very much Lucasfilms-esque. I mean, you know, magical stuff. So I'm here for it. Um, I think the actress from um, Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier is in it. So that's cool. From one of the things I've seen in the trailer. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I don't really have an opinion, not much. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really not familiar with this at all. But like you mentioned, uh, Christian Slater is joining uh, joining the cast of the series. The series is mostly directed by Ron Howard. And uh, the premiere is going to drop on November 30th. So, uh, Chris, what about you? What are your thoughts on Willow? I'm in the same boat as Spicy. Uh, I've never seen the original film, even though it came out when I was younger. Uh, but I know that the film has a very dedicated and loyal fan base to it. So I'm excited for everyone that loves that movie. They're finally getting a sequel to it. That's uh, great news for them. I, I might end up going back and checking out the original film as well so I could watch this, but uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. Time permitting. Vash? I guess to repeat it, um, I have not seen the original or know any of this IP, but one thing I'm happy about is the property or the studio of Lucasfilms doing more than Star Wars and Indiana Jones. So I'm glad that they actually do more of their own property that they had. And um, when I saw this trailer, it reminded me of Lord of the Rings, even though I have not seen any of the Lord of the Rings, but, you know, in a fantasy realm type of world, you know, with little short people, you know, elves, um, you know, stakes of like wands. I'm like, okay, this looks dope. I, w I will watch when it comes out. Would I take the time to watch the original? No promises on that. But, you know, we're in the time and age there. I will study Disney likes to reboot anything. So they have the money, they have the property. And like Chris said, they have a loyal fan base that I never knew or heard about. So if you have a loyal fan base, just know you might get rebooted. Vash, I don't think we can be friends anymore until you've seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I need you to fix that. You got well, a plan a whole lifestyle month. right now, taking like good 12 hours, 13 hours to watch all those properties. Uh, no promises on that right now. We're doing look, a Lord of the Rings villains episode confirmed. Look, do it the way. Look, Chris told me that him and his wife watched a, a disc per day. So you get the yeah. extended cut. You watch two hours per day in a week. You're done, bro. It is it's like watching a mini series when you do it like that. Yes, it is the greatest trilogy ever made not to as go a film uh -huh. fan you will love the production these movies have the best productions of any fucking film period period i have to love it how james always puts that little and you know caveat say and you work in production so you, like you have to yes like, you will yeah. appreciate it it's Dude, not a will. bunch of fucking cgi <laughs> and blue screen it's a thousands of extras on location like this is hard shit. You'll appreciate it. And I show and makeup dude, and you, wardrobe stuff. Good. If shit. you can watch it in 4K, it's the the 4K transfers are god, amazing. They're so good. So oh my god, they're so good. So who wants to send me a mail of the actual 4K and I can watch on my TV? <laughs> ah, I, I no got problem. You. I got you, bro. Oh, I, got you. Okay, cool. I, I, I own the Lord of the Rings multiple times. I got you. But okay, hey, we talk later. I, then. I went off on a tangent. Abe, what are, what are your thoughts on Willow? On Lord of the Rings too. Does anybody have a stopwatch? Technically, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna need you to start it on um on my go. Okay, on one. All right, <laughs> three, two, one. I don't know nothing about Willow. I'm glad that fans are excited. Uh, congratulations to y'all. That's my opinion. How long was that? Thirteen seconds. All right, perfect. So sassy tonight. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. Let's move on to after the real shit. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So we'll move on from Willow. Let's move on to Tales of the Jedi. 
Now, in this new trailer that we got, we finally get to see young Dooku. I thought this was really cool to see, watching him and Mace Windu fighting side by side. Absolutely love this trailer. Uh, what we know about Tales of the Jedi, it's going to be six shorts uh, releasing on October 26th. Uh, three shorts are going to focus on Ahsoka um, and her origins. And then the other three, like I just mentioned, are going to be on a young Dooku. So I am very interested to see a Dooku before he was corrupted by the Sith. Mm -hmm. uh, watching Ahsoka's upbringing before she goes into being a Padawan. Very excited for Tales of the Jedi. Can't wait for this. So Spicy, what are your thoughts? Yes, I'm excited. I, I love shorts. I love the shorts that Star Wars has been putting out. So I'm excited for this. Um, I already started watching Bad Batch. So I'm kind of getting into like the animated formats of Star Wars. But I love Ahsoka. So I'm excited to see her um, her Jedi Padawan story. Um, I love seeing Mace Windu back. <laughs> and like and how a lot of characters are all, a lot of design after like the actors in the live action films. Um, I think I saw that I saw uh, the dad What's her name's dad? Oh my God. Princess Leia's adopted father. I think I saw his, uh, Bail his character. Bail, yeah. And so, so I'm excited for that. But um, yeah, cool. I love it. <laughs> cool. Chris. I too am very excited for this show. It, you know, it's in that Dave Filoni, Clone Wars, Bad Batch art style, which I really dig. The only thing that makes me a little cautious is the, the verbiage shorts. Uh, we just got the I Am Groot shorts on Disney Plus, and they said they were all five minutes long, but in reality, they were like three minutes and two minutes of credits. So I'm hoping that these Star Wars shorts are like at the very least, maybe like 10 minutes long, because, you know, I want to see more of Ahsoka. I want to see more of Count Dooku. I think it's really cool that Liam Neeson and his son are coming back to play a young and older Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. That's so dope. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited. I think they're releasing all of them on the same day, right? Yeah, they are. I believe oh, so. Please yeah. God, be more than ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah, we'll hopefully. See. Abe, what are your what are your thoughts on Tales of the Jedi? What's your excitement level? Oh no, this one I'm definitely excited for because it just gave me the again. I just spoke about my appreciation for the Clone Wars, and you're giving me similar Clone Wars animation. And you're telling me more stories about Ahsoka and of course Count Fucking Dooku. It's like, let's let's get it going. We got Mace Windu back in there. It's just like, yeah, let's let's get this. And it's, especially for a series of shorts, like while I'm not in a rush to watch Andor and not in a rush to um finish the rest of my backlog for for these shorts, I'll definitely spend some time with it. I do hope, like Chris mentioned, it's it's more than the I Am Groot shorts because the I Am Groot shorts were actually gold. Um, they were just way too short. So please don't hold me like that. Uh, sincerely, a Star Wars fan. I think we also saw Yaddle in the trailer. Yes, we did. Yaddle yes, we using did. a lightsaber is something we've did. never seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Really she, got, cool. she, she got the bundles. I love how the meme came out, Yada with um yoda made grogu i'm like how did you put all this together already just by a clip of a trailer it's possible we don't know we don't know but still like they're like the fandom was quick i'm like yeah just made this in like a matter of minutes it's just whole speculation just by a trailer of a clip just to make grogu baby dude, okay dude we'll get there they're already shipping yelena and um and bucky off of oh, a yes. fucking oh, poster yeah? because they're standing yeah. next what? to each other. It was I saw trending. That too. It was trending. Why? Like I'm like, I'm not, was, well, you literally not, I don't think she wants no parts of anybody right now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I went Bucky is nowhere in the mentality to be 
He was just he hitting was on Sam's somebody. sister. Yes, yeah, he was just hitting. He was a black queen. He don't want her. <laughs> yeah, like what? But yeah, going back to the topic of Tales of the Jedi. I'm sorry, Abe. Continue. I, I think. Yeah, I was gonna toss it to you, Vash. Oh my fault! Um, Tales of the Jedi. This is the most exciting thing I am about Lucasfilm because Ahsoka. I grew up with Clone Wars. This is one of the first thing I was introduced, like, of course, I was introduced, you know, like to the prequels, but then Clone Wars came out. And then I saw the original book. Clone Wars is, I feel like Star Wars succeed better in TV and Clone Wars and those Rebels are one of my favorite properties of the Star Wars lore. And to see more Ahsoka and more of her story as a Padawan and Count Dooku, like we never thought to actually get a story of him as a young age. Um, am I mad like Chris staying short in only six episodes and, and three of three? I'm like, damn, can we get like 12 and 12? Like, like, yo, just give more money, you know, to the animation department. They ain't doing anything right now. You know, they are working on visions, but at the same time, like, just do more. Like three and three, I felt like that's the only thing I was sour about. I ain't mad about it. Hey, I'm mad. I'm happy with getting something. But like the shorts is what also got me wonder like, okay, short, do you mean like 12, 15 minutes or do you mean groups numbers or do, do, are you actually saying like this would be like a short season overall? Like, hey, six episodes, not like a, you know, a full show like Bad Batch or, you know, Rebels, a full 21, 24 episodes. So I hope when they mean shorts, it's just like a short type of season. That's why it's six episodes. And hopefully we get a full 23 episodes or if we get like a full 45 minutes per episode that's just me wishful thinking to some type of guy like yo 45 minutes per episode of ahsoka count dooku and how he turns bad and also liam i'm like coming back to voice act that's just great to see so i'm happy for them yeah very excited for this very excited for what they're gonna do with this i think chris is right I think it's going to be like 10 minutes, but I think that's like including credits, man. Like, I think it's going to be like five, six minutes actually for the short itself. And then everything else is, is credits. We'll see, though. We'll, we'll if see you, what do. If you stack the three episodes together, though, considering that they're all focused on one person, they are technically kind of like movie. two episodes of of a 30-minute show. You know, that's true. But that's us assuming. But what I'm curious, yeah. why didn't they just put it as a movie? Like three episodes, three episodes, just put one movie, one movie. I'm just to, to the same thing as Groot. Like they just put it each episode by itself. But Ahsoka, they said that each of these three episodes are all in one story. So mm-hmm. why can't just put it all in one together? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So let's move on to Ahsoka, a series that I am ridiculously excited for i'm gonna brag a little bit i posted about this on twitter rosario dawson liked both of my tweets the Hell one yeah. on c4s and then the one on my personal account account where i express my love for her <laughs> I, I cannot wait for this series i love ahsoka um ahsoka is one of my favorite star wars characters period uh dave filoni put a lot of work into creating her and throughout clone wars rebels I have loved Ahsoka. She's an absolute fucking badass. And I can't wait for this. Rosario Dawson was perfect casting. She's amazing. Watching her on Mando, I can't take my eyes off of her. She's such an incredible actress. She's so gorgeous. Can't wait for this. Also, we got some casting news. 
um, Finally. As, as Fondy is going to be playing Ezra Bridger. I think this is really good casting. He looks exactly like Ezra. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, Mina Masad from um, Aladdin. Um, a lot of people fan casted him as Ezra. I thought he would have been great as well. But this guy, if, if they chose him, he looks great. We'll see what they can do. Very, very excited for this. Um, so, Spicy, again, starting with you, what's your excitement level for Ahsoka? And I know you haven't seen Rebels yet, but um, what do you think about... I showed you the picture. What do you think about, like, them side by side? What do you think about them casting him? Oh, the casting of, of Ezra is, like, perfect. Um, I watched Rebels in passing. Again, my dad watched it. So, like, looking at the character and seeing how the character is very hot-headed and very much so, like, looking at the side-by-side dips, I'm like, yeah, this looks really good um i love ahsoka i love rosario dawson she's like amazing i think marvel fumbled the bag with her character with what they're developing her with in the tv sections but i'm glad to see that she's um part of the disney family and thriving ahsoka she's she's like gorgeous and mandalorian oh my god like the the, the makeup and like all of the effects just great so i'm excited to see the series um, and I think I want to say I feel like Ahsoka is like the staple of like the anime Star Wars, like I feel like fan base now from like what I haven't seen everyone so excited about. So I'm excited to just want to go kind of like watch Clone Wars and all that fun stuff and kind of like see what I missed as I was watching and passing with my family. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this series. A lot of people did not like Ahsoka at first when Clone Wars yep. just really? oh, yeah. a lot of people, people did yeah, not like her at all. Her. She was very know. annoying. Very annoying. She, she was a bit annoying I mean, in the beginning. But to be, she like, was to be what's his name? Who's the Padawan? And, she, and she's, what's his name, Padawan? Like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yes. you gotta, like, you know, Anakin Yeah, the fact like... that she was so annoying, just, it, it helped fuel the character arc. You know, she and grew also, from like, an annoying kid into uh, a very skilled Jedi in her own right. So it worked. And the it best Jedi now. are annoying when they're younger because they're, they're just full of <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's true. All, but, a lot of whiny characters in this yeah. franchise. But uh, Abe, what's your excitement level for Ahsoka? Uh, I, you know, Rosario Dawson, we've been blessed to see act in many different roles. And especially as fans of the MCU, we've seen her so many times. So for her to now be the lead of a franchise that we're all fans of, I'm here for it. And I can't believe you guys are disrespecting Anakin and his Padawan like this. This is why Lord Vader is not pleased with any of y'all, but give me Ahsoka. I think this is one of the shows I will be watching up to date um, weekly, just to make sure, uh, you know, y'all heathens don't go out here disrespecting one of the, one of my favorite beloved characters, you understand? Um, but hey, Rosario Dawson's, I was definitely kind of envious of you, JB, when I saw that, she uh she liked your tweet i was like oh okay all right you know you out here uh talking to my future ex-wife she who doesn't know that she's my future <laughs> ex-wife yet but um yeah sure but honestly again congrats to rosario dawson once again for just being able to have this show and to showcase our talents you know she she's definitely got the acting chops and i'm looking forward to it facts man chris what about you yeah, this show's going to be awesome. It's going to be a live-action sequel to Rebels, as you mentioned. Rosario's fantastic in the role of Ahsoka. We're going to get Sabine. We have the new Ezra casting, and, and he looks absolutely God. identical to the cartoon character. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. The show's hopefully going to be great. 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, she I'm, was in the best episodes of The Mandalorian season two point five. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but I'm glad you brought that up. I am also very excited that we're finally going to see Sabine live action as well. Can't wait to see her. I would love to oh, see ah. Sabine on a Bo-Katan series. I'm still lobbying for that. I would love a Bo-Katan series. Because, I mean, um, Din Djarin is going to spend some time on Mandalore. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where Bo-Katan is going to remain. And we're going to deal with, like, civil wars and a bunch of other shit. So I think a Bo-Katan series is perfect. And I think putting Sabine there and introducing her in Ahsoka would be amazing. But Vash, uh, what's your excitement level for Ahsoka? I'm hella excited. You know why? Because we know that this might be a series that we will be getting Ezra back and the only connection of how we could get Ezra back is you didn't mention yet Thrawn mm -hmm. that's um we have no clue who will be casted yet for him and it has to be like there's so many people like um uh, that I cannot pronounce his name correctly but um you, you guys are gonna correct me the guy that plays Doctor Strange Benedict Cumberbatch uh, yes I was just I cannot say his last name so I'm not going to try but you know Benedict I'm gonna just say his first name um there's some people that has play, um, tried to say who could play Thrawn, but for Ezra, I felt when when the message got sent to group, I'm like, you know what? He looks like him. There's a few other people I had in mind, but I'm like, you know what? He could play him. I haven't seen much of his roles. I haven't seen uh, King Richard from what I from what I saw in his MBD, but for him to be a non, you know. A list or B list character, I mean, actor, um, that's good because this could be a breakout for him if he succeeded. This. And also, you're in the house of Disney once you're in that, you're slot in. So I'm excited for him because I love Ezra and I love Rebels. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the next storyline because this is technically right after, I mean, this is this is right after Mando. So curious to see what storyline would we see with his character and how would this connect? to the grander story of Luke. How's it connect? Are we going to see our current character of the ODCGI Luke or versus, you know, Ezra? Curious to see how that's going to look. Like, I, I know it would be typecasting, but Ray Fiennes, I think he would kill it as, as Thrawn. He'd be good Thrawn. Ray Fiennes, Jason Isaacs, I think he would be incredible. Like, Benedict would be cool. He does have the voice, the gravitas. Yeah. Like, yeah and he's very cold, so it kind of works for him, like, he knows how to be cold like Thrawn, so it works out. Just curious, guys. Do you want the pure CG on him, or do you want a mix of both uh, uh, with a makeup and CG mix? I don't think they need to go CG. You know, Thrawn is humanoid. and I mean, he looks like a blue person. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't think they'll have to use CG. Maybe they'll, like, do some VFX for his eyes or something. But uh, I think they could do it all practically. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I, again, I can't wait for Ahsoka. It's going to be a lot of fun getting to see that series. Like, the, um, I think I think the Mando episode that she debuts in is called The Jedi. Mm -hmm. Directed by Dave Filoni. Incredible episode. And again, Rosario Dawson is absolutely amazing as Ahsoka. The fact that Filoni wanted her, it just shows that she was right for this character to bring Ahsoka to life live action. So very excited. Uh, real quick, uh, there's no information on this, but Skeleton Crew 
has officially wrapped filming. We don't, again, we don't have any details on it whatsoever. It's been a pretty close set. Uh, John Watts created the series that, you know, directed the Spider-Man movies in the MCU, and it stars Jude Law. That's pretty much all we know about Skeleton Crew. We do know that it takes place in the New Republic <laughs> era. Right. So same as Mando and, and all these current shows. Yeah. So um, we'll see what they do with that. Jude Law's a really good actor. I trust John Watts. You know, I, I trust the team at Lucasfilm to, to bring us a good series. So we'll see what they do there. Um, let's move on to the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Very excited for this. You guys already know, I think Mando is the greatest thing that to ever happen to Star Wars. It's amazing um, what uh, Filoni and um, Favreau have been able to do with Mandalorian using Star Wars and turning it into like a Western with Mando. Incredible. Pedro Pascal literally completely disappears into Din Djarin. I know it's Pedro Pascal, but I can't see it. I It's only Mando. He's so good at that. So this trailer, It helps that he's wearing a helmet 99% of the time. Really <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I'm very excited for season three. Um, spoilers for season two. Um, he is technically no longer um, a Mandalorian. So he has to go to Mandalore, go through the trials in order to get back that title. Uh, James, I believe you're referring to season 2.5, the Book of season Boba Fett. Point... Correct. That does happen Correct. in the Book of Boba Fett. Well, <laughs> I was gonna technically, say season one of the Thank Book you. of Boba Fett. Thank you for that correction. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, we're going to see that. Uh, Bo-Katan, we can hear her in the trailer talking about that um, their religion broke apart um, the civilization, um, civilization of Mandalore. So we're going to get to see how that works, the dynamics between uh, Bo-Katan and um, Din Djarin, especially with the fact that he has the Darksaber. We know that we're going to get Moff Gideon again. Um, Giancarlo Esposito talked about we're going to get more, um, not necessarily backstory, but we're going to get more characterization to Moff Gideon, learn more about his character and all of that stuff. So extremely excited for Mando season three, to say the least. So Spicy, starting with you, what's your excitement level for Mando season three? I want to see that Black Saber again. When I saw it in um, Boba Fett, I was like, yo, this is some... I love it. I love the Saber lore of Star Wars. That's why I'm invested. I just, I love it. I love all the symbolism of it, but especially the Black Saber. I thought it was really cool. Um, I did not watch season two of Man Man Mandalorian, um, but I mean, I watched Boba Fett, so I think that kind of summed up a little bit of maybe, I don't know, but... I'm excited to see more Mandal more Mandalorians, I guess, around. I'm excited to see the duo back again, especially after uh, what um, Baby Yoda decided to choose his path, you know, his little, his little outfit, whatever. So I'm, just, I'm excited. I'm excited. It looks really good. The trailer looks really amazing. And yeah, I'm here for all the action. Oh, yeah. Chris? Dude, uh, this, this is going to be awesome. Like you, I think the Mandalorian show is some of some of if not the best star wars content that disney has made since they bought lucasfilm uh i cannot wait to go back to mandalore some people might be confused as to why grogu is back with mando if they didn't watch the book of boba fett um but you know, recap in the beginning yeah it, it'll it'll be fine you know <laughs> that's the only element that i'm like nah, a little mad about but i think the show is going to be awesome like the visuals look great the star wars star wars lore is going to be a lot of fun from the footage they showed at san diego comic-con or no it was at celebration i'm sorry uh the footage they showed at celebration shows a uh, little grogu getting a tiny little mando helmet which i'm super fucking stoked about 
they're gonna make all the toys. Hot toys. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Bash knows me. But yeah, the the show's gonna be awesome. Yeah, man, I I can't wait. Abe, what's your excitement level? Yo, look, I already said I didn't watch Mando season two. I thought season one was phenomenal. Uh, season three, the trailer looked amazing, and it made me say like, "Yo, the back of my head, it was like Prince." You should catch up. And then I continued on with my life. So I will get to it when I get to it, but it, it looks great. So whenever I do that two season binge, it's going to be phenomenal shit with 2.5 installed in there as well. Um, so look forward to it. Really happy again that the Star Wars universe is being given this much freedom, this much creativity that where we get to enjoy good stories. Fans get to enjoy good stories about non-Skywalker shit, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's been a long time coming, and Mandalorian continues to be one of the better better shows out there just in all of television. So, Facts, man. Dude, if you thought season one was phenomenal, wait till you see season two. And uh, I, you know what? I can't wait. Whenever that happens to be. I can't <laughs> wait. Vash? I give... I love Abe's patience. Like when it comes to when it comes to these things, I like to see at the moment and watch it. And knowing Mandalorian season three is coming up very soon next year in the first quarter, it gets me very excited because the Mandalorian show really reignited my love for Star Wars after the sequels. After the sequels, it gave me like, damn, yeah, I just don't know, you got you know, yeah, direction. But Mandalorian, yo, the sound. You know, this is the we. I just love it. Like just the way the score, the production, and I can't wait for season three, the story. Like to see how Mandalore is getting rebuilt. Uh, the toxic relationship between you know Bo-Katan versus you know Mandalore, because our boy got the black saber. Who's the king of you know Mandalore? It, you know, small tension. The camera's gonna be like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? So I can't wait for the hype to see what's going on for these characters. And who comes back, you know, Ahsoka, Luke, can't to see other characters that we, may, we might introduce. So it'd be very intriguing to see of what Easter eggs will be dropped for other shows that will be coming out much later in the months, like Ahsoka. So we'll begin probably be seeing our characters there at the right end. So who knows? Yeah. I we... forgot to mention, uh, hashtag save Babu Frick. Babu Frick is finally being put in a piece of Star Wars that is good. Uh, so good for him. Good for that character and fans of that character. Finally, God, dude. Somebody... That's what all Star Wars fans want, right? More Babu Frick. Uh, that's what I want. Of course. <laughs> but like At the you... moment, I don't know who that is, but yeah. Like you, Vash, like when we got the Disney trilogy, we had the Force Awakens. I was like, okay, this is this is cool. It's kind of a new hope again but with better graphics and a bigger Death Star, for sure, fine. We need to do the safe thing to get, get us back into Star Wars. It's okay. And then we get The Last Jedi. And then this is a movie so divisive by everyone, and I think it's 50% awesome, 50% dog shit. And then The Rise of Skywalker is 100% the worst Star Wars movie, period. Um, not including, like, Preach. the Christmas specials. So <laughs> I think it's Dude, it's I'd rather watch the, the Christmas special. No joke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing. I'd watch it again before I watch The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. So Rise of Skywalker was absolutely horrendous. And then when you learn about all the behind the scenes shit 
where it's like Daisy Ridley was halfway through shooting. She didn't know if she was a Skywalker, a Palpatine, a Kenobi. She had no fucking clue. So it was it was a mess, an absolute dog shit movie, right? And then you get Mando, and it's like, what is this? From the first like five minutes, he's like, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Oh. And then he literally closes the door, splitting the guy in half. We get the score. You know, it, it feels like the Western when he walks into the cantina. Fucking brilliant. Love what Filoni and uh, um, John Favreau did with that. Um, so let's move on to Indiana Jones Can I just 5. mention one more thing? Of Dude, course. The, the, the hype of seeing the child for the first time. Lucasfilm has never done such a good job of keeping something under wraps. Like nobody knew what yeah. was going to be in that little egg container. It was, it, it shook the whole fandom. So I, it's it's truly amazing that they were able to keep that a secret during production. And for months people call it Baby Yoda until we finally get the name a year later. <laughs> My wife still season. calls it Baby Yoda. <laughs> Everyone still, cause it's just, is a meme, is what we're used to, like, looks like him, you know, Yoda, and like, oh, maybe it's his son, maybe his daughter, we never know. So it's like, cute. If that's the case, we should just call all black people the same name. Oh Jesus, God. how'd you get there? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Grogu and Yoda are of the same race. They're not related. Nah, you nah, can't just it, fucking call him Baby no. Yoda. So you can't just call all black dudes Tyrone. It's the yeah, same yeah. thing. It How is, is that different? It really is the same thing. Oh, I, JB, <laughs> I am a hundred percent with you. I'm glad someone said it. It, it is the same thing. Oh because they're they, they're from the same planet. He should just be called Baby Yoda. No, come on. Because at that time, what you mean to tell me is that none of y'all care to fuck about Yoda's actual name if you're just gonna identify him as the species Yoda. So y'all not really <laughs> right? Yoda like y'all think y'all are. All right. The so Yoda we need species. to stop this. Yeah, the Yoda be like, come on now. Y'all y'all wasn't fuck with Yoda. Y'all wasn't with Yoda shooting in the gym. Y'all wasn't with him over there. <laughs> I am crying. From now on, all white people are called Doug. Oh god. <laughs> I was gonna go. Doug we're, we're, we're just grouping everyone together <laughs> during Doug's, this episode of Villains. Doug's yeah, and Karen's for both the sexes. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So let's move on to Indiana Jones 5 super quick. Um, there's no uh, details on this just yet. Um, Chris, did you see any details for Indy 5 yet? Because I, I couldn't find uh, any. The, the only thing that we know is that it's going to be Harrison Ford's final uh, Indiana Jones film. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only thing I had in my notes, too. Like, he he was on stage and he was talking. He was very emotional. It was yeah. great watching him because he had such a history with this character. And he talked about getting back to the roots of the character and how it, it was about adventure and it's such a personal story. So can't wait for Indiana Jones 5. I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, Spicy, what's your excitement level? Like, are you a fan of the, the films? I mean, not really, but good for Harrison Ford. I mean, he like pushing 80 something and he's still out here making these Indiana Jones films. Um, I can only relate to it because um, in, in, in college, I had a professor who was a huge like Indiana Jones fan. Um, he actually quit his um, his high school teaching job. He was like a math teacher and wanted to be a stunt, a stunt um, double or whatever. So he did a lot of Disney stuff with Indiana Jones Rise or whatever. So like he, he was praying for this day to happen to where like Indiana Jones film will come out and he'll like get to audition because he was in like the diversion films as extras. So I know he's probably, yeah, him and his wife, he said. So I know he's probably like really happy right now with this news, but um, that's the only thing with it. I've, I've seen most of the films 
Um, my dad's a fan of it, but I just, you know, I like Harrison Ford. Good for him, but it's like, dang, <laughs> this is this is a lot. But cool, I'll I'll yeah. be watching it. It's crazy, but I do respect that. It's like he's Indiana Jones. We can find a way to do it until he's fucking dead. Like, and I'm and I'm cool with that. Uh, Vash, what's your excitement level for Indy Five? Sorry to sound very heartless, but I don't give two fucks. Um, I'm a I'm I'm a come straight to it. I didn't grow up with Indiana Jones. I've seen most of the films. I've I sad to say I recall more the Shia LaBeouf film of no. his more than the others. So, like Leave. I said, sad to say, Kingdom like of I the said, Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah, like I recall more of Shia LaBeouf character more than more than Harrison Ford, and the whole concept of Indiana Jones is like it's dope. We want to see more of it, but it's just again not 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 to sound cold, but like when you're that old and you still want to do a film and you keep saying it's the last film is like we could do more with this property if it was somebody younger, more of story. Like you know, if it was our boy Tom Cruise in doing this, then I have yo like yo Tom Cruise. He has the age. He's my dude. Is he is his own stunt double? Like that's what it is. Like my dude does his own stunts. But with Heffron Sword, like, if I see him do a, you know, tuck a roll, shoot guns and everything, I'm like, that ain't him. Or throwing a whole rope in him, that ain't him. Like, he ain't doing those tuck and roll. I've worked with actors and people. They ain't doing all those stunts. I would love to work with Tom Cruise to be like, yo, he actually does those shit? Damn. But if for you Harrison freeze Ford, a frame of Indy 5, it's going to be a stunt guy wearing a vinyl Harrison Ford mask. Yes. <laughs> like a whole white hair, like a whole jacket looking Matt crusty in here. Like this, like the stunt double will be like 25, maybe 30. But Harrison, like in his 70s doing this, like I'm happy for him. My dude's getting the money, but this money is mostly going for his, his kids and grandkids and everything at the end of the day. So I'm happy for him. I, Overall, like I said, I, I don't want to speak cold or heartless out here. Back then and did like this this property was not for me at the time. It's not for me now. Like I will watch it because it's like it's a dope property that's been out for the last 30, 40 years. But then it's like, okay, I'd rather see somebody else young, you know, put some name on them and you know start something new for this property that could be a lot more, you know, like Laura Croft, like that character. It's dope to see more of this property, but Seems like films or AK Studios don't know what to do with it. Just to wait for this guy to say bye. Yeah, I'm I'm just glad they're at least giving him like a good wrap up. You know what I mean? Like indie indie four was was not it. The introduction of aliens introducing Shia LaBeouf's character was it was fucking horrendous. So he James deserves... Mangold's directing this new one, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so I am very, very excited for this. Um, again, uh, Harrison Ford was very, very like emotional about this, so very excited. Abe, what's your excitement level for Indy Five? All right, so when we talked about Willow, it was thirteen seconds, right? Can you can you oh, get no. that countdown ready? Go. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> oh, Harrison my Ford. Goodness. That... Wow. So so Abe just said that one word Damn. that could have just said, "All right, cool. I don't care either." Whoa. <laughs> All right. Cool. I hope how, that long, they... how long was that? One like three seconds. Right, like w, three seconds or less. W, big W. <laughs> I'm trying. The only thing I would say is I hope they keep. I hope with this final film, kind of like a final send up, they they like just go out, go all out with like the nostalgic, with like the classic Indiana Jones film, with the corniness, the music. I want like the full works. Um, I think that would be a nice little wholesomeness to like end out the final film. 
I have a question. Do you think they will actually lead to a sequel after this? Or do you think they will let it die out, wait like five years, 10 years, or maybe wait until it's passing, and then actually wait to reboot it? Do you guys have an actual idea, or are you just waiting to see what happens in the next if couple Harrison of years? If Harrison Ford gets his way, they're never going to make another Indiana Jones film. I think he's threatened other actors. Like, if they were to take up the mantle, he would find them. Yeah, <laughs> Not that I... he'd be able to do much. <laughs> Being I believe you. Old he is, but I believe. Wait, you know he may not be able to do much, but you know he could hire somebody. It's to very do much. true. He's still in good shape. Harrison Ford still looks pretty intimidating, so I I'm pretty sure he is an intimidating <laughs> man. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that too. Yeah, Chris. James? What about you, dude? Uh, I, I'm all alone on this episode of Villains. I suppose I fucking love Indiana Jones. It's a film classic. I said I was excited. All right, thank you. <laughs> I saw it's two out of five. The two of us are on this island Wait, together, no. James. I, I saw I'm a fan, you know. I'm like, but you know, I'm I have a little bit of history with this. You, you know, you were like, my dad you know? really likes it. I'm happy for my dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the dad version. <laughs> when I was a kid on the playground, I would pretend to like throw a, a whip around and shit, and like go on adventures and stuff like Indiana Jones. I I'm excited that. He's getting some redemption, and we're getting a fifth indie, and it's not going to be like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So I, I just really hope this is good. Please, Lucasfilm, don't in the marketing, don't say the epic conclusion to a franchise decades old. Please, will. that's gonna raise a major red flag. The epic 100% conclusion to the Indiana Jones saga. You know they will. Don't you put it out there, will. James. You know Look, they will. It's like immediate always... death. I always question Indiana Jones, his character, like, how do you throw the whip and actually get the hook around the tree and everything? Like, I always wonder the Skill, logic bro. in that. Magic. Movie magic. I just He's always magical. wonder that. Like, how does that work? Like, how does that actually work? Dude, Indiana Jones is like the best case of plot armor in narrative storytelling. He literally hangs onto the side of a submarine yeah. for God knows how long. And when the submarine comes back up, he's still alive. So nothing can kill Indy. He's capable of doing miraculous things. It's just he, great classic serial storytelling. He also proved that you could survive a nuclear explosion at ground God zero it, James. in a refrigerator. <laughs> so, you know, there's that, you know, in Indy's breaking ground. <laughs> so that is going to be it for uh, the Lucasfilm portion of the panel now it's time to move into the Marvel Studios panel, and I want to start with one of my most anticipated series coming out in Phase 5, Ironheart. I am so excited for this. Uh, Ryan Coogler was on stage with Kevin Feige. He's going to be execu um, executive producing the project. Um, since um, Riri is going to be introduced in Wakanda Forever, it makes sense. It's very fitting. Uh, Anthony Ramos has joined the cast as The Hood who is a vigilante that, you know, goes a little bit too far with his justice. And that's actually going to be a part of Riri's hero arc in the film. Uh, she will have to go up against the hood in the film. That's going to be interesting. Uh, the plot details reveal that she is balancing her life in school, her um, responsibilities at home, and also what it means to be a hero. So there's a lot going on for Riri. I can't wait for this story again with Ryan Coogler exec producing this. We know that it's in good hands. So spicy, starting with you, 
um, with the new plot details, the addition of Anthony Ramos and the confirmation of Ryan Coogler producing, what's your excitement level? Uh, this is going to be black as fuck, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I love it because um, the fact that we're dealing with with technology and magic, that's what I was seeing going on too. I'm really excited, but mainly I love Riri's story arc in the comments. I love when she's first introduced, how she's like, 14 and she's already in college at MIT has her own laboratory so seeing how she has in Wakanda has me thinking is she on like an internship is she on studying abroad program because she's from New York and we're knowing that's going to take place in New York with um, the casting so I'm I'm really excited about um this series um I'm excited to see where we come into play as one of the major um brains operations mainly with Iron Man you know kind of taking over with that um, I'm excited to see her just shine. She's one of my favorite Marvel characters besides uh, Miles Morales, but she's just a leader in her own right. So I love that we're starting her off in Wakanda with her and Shiri with like a mentorship going on there. But I, I, I'm just, I'm so excited for this series, guys. I really am. Um, she's a very bright young, young mind. And I, I think she's going to be a really great representation, um, on, on film for a lot of people but i'm just so freaking excited because Riri don't play she curse you out and she'll go in and behind the scene make an armor be sure with that too she'll she'll mock you like you thought tony was bad like Riri will curse you out and then play her i try to call quest in the background like like this is just gonna be so good i love that ryan cooler is actually producing it like it's just gonna be a great soundtrack all of the works i'm excited oh yeah chris what about you i'm excited for the show too you know, it's going to be great to have an Iron Man-esque character back in the MCU. Um, and, and as Spicy said, Kevin Feige mentioned during the presentation that it's going to illustrate this dichotomy between magic and science. And I can't wait to see how Riri decides or figures out how to overcome magic with science because they're they're two very different things, you know? All the photos we've seen of her Mark I armor look really awesome. I love that it's kind of paying homage to the Mark I that Tony built. It's a little bulky, you know, very like homemade, but I really dig it. Uh, I, I just can't wait to see what they do with this show. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, man, it's going to be so good. Abe, talk to me. Look, Spicy said it, but I don't think you guys understand. This The soundtrack alone for this show is about to be some of the most new york type shit bro boy we is home again i ain't i'm i'm not even kidding with you the when i heard that ryan coogler was executive producer i legit ran out empress was streaming and i was like yo ryan coogler because ironheart is her favorite motherfucking character ironheart is her baby right i was like ryan coogler is, is working on this she was like Oh, that makes perfect sense. And I said, no, 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 no. Rot Kugler is working on this. I was like, oh, this show, you know, and, and I'm sorry to bring this up because I know people don't really like Luke Cage, but when Luke Cage dropped, Luke Cage was black as hell. The soundtrack, everything was black. As, and that's why I loved it. Ironheart is about to be that, but so much better. So... You know how people reacted to Miss Marvel. You know how people react to Haley, uh, Halle Bailey being, you know, Ariel. Y'all about to be mad as shit 
when iHeart come out and you see all this shit on your TM, building her. <laughs> we about to remind you who the fuck she is. One of the smartest women in the MCU, Tony Stark. Who? Hold on now, Riri. Let them know who the fuck you is, girl. I'm excited for this shit. Y'all, y'all, y'all listen. ACDC, Tony Bunnish said, you here. I try to call Quest play in the background. Right? Be here. All, all that oh, shit. Oh, God. Yo. All of it. Because in the comics, in the comics, she's she's a fan. She's a fan of all those, all those artists. Like, that's why I love the comic. Because she, like, pays homage to all of this. She's, like, she's from New York. Like, she's very much born and raised. Like, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for this soundtrack. Yeah, man. I, I, I can't wait. Chris, do you know of any, um... I know they were shooting for like somewhere within 20, um, 2024. Do you know, like, did you hear anything else? No. Yeah. yeah that's, that's too long, but I'll, I'll, I'm patiently waiting and it's going to be awesome when we get there. Let, let them make something great, you know, give them yeah. the time to, instead of rushing it out. Yeah. Vash, what's your excitement level? I'm glad they said that, Chris, because with all these shows and all these properties that are coming out almost every two, three months of each other, I'm glad each show is taking their time as much as they can, you know, post-production, pre-production, whatever it is, because I'm like, I'm tired of all these shows. Well, no, all these shows that have been previous is because the pandemic life happened. But now that they know how to work around it, hopefully they do better because I'm very excited for Ironheart. I did read her first comic run. I think I was like one issue left. Um, Just life happened the way I just never got to it. But I was very intrigued with her character. Uh, like Spicy said, this show will be a very popular people of color show. Would a lot of people like it? Who the fuck knows? But at the end of the day, if you don't like it, stay shut. Don't tweet because if not, you will get cursed at. Um, three, I'm happy for Anthony Ramos. Um, I worked for the dude um, for two of his mixed videos. Very awesome dude. Um, he has a lot of things, a lot of things going up for him in the next couple of years because he has Transformers. Uh, the Beast Wars, uh, yeah. the Beast Wars movie, and now he's going to be in a Marvel property. So I was very curious to see what's going to happen with this, and would this be a main villain for her, or would this be a just a one of the like, like a hero? I mean, well, here, like a villain of the week type of thing. So I'm very curious to see for his character, and overall, I'm very happy for this series because with this series. Is getting a lot of hype around it. A lot of fans are supporting it. So I just can't wait to see what else comes out for the show. And I can't wait to see the design for it because are they going to stay true to the comics or are they going to give you know, you know, whole version of Mark 1, Mark 2? Look because at we toys. are going to see a Mark 1 already in you know Black Panther 2 in, in a couple of months. So I'm very curious to see by the time, by the, time the show comes out, is she going to be like already up to Mark 6 or something? It's going to be very curious to see. Go to Walmart, look at the toy section aisle. You'll see her. Uh, you'll Pretty see. Much. You'll see it. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to ignore it. You know. <laughs> I was you know, so mad like when they when they. Sh- I'm like, I'm like, what? What? Like, build up anticipation first. Like, this is what I want to see. But dang, can oh, you like I, let it breathe? I I always ignore the toys. Goodness. Chris, on the other hand, he checks the toys. The first thing I he be like, I saw this ready from you know from Doctor yeah, Strange from five I months tell ago. Him to send that shit to me immediately. <laughs> I always I'm ask. Like, 
I always ask though. I was like, do yes. you want to see this? Toys wise, <laughs> nah. But you know, plot stuff, other stuff, maybe. But you no, know, toys are like, I want to see design up close. But it's the exact like design from her the first her first issue. Uh, oh, suit. nice. Yeah, yeah like no. exactly. So. Yeah, sometimes it, it is annoying though. Like when I saw the quantum suits like months before Endgame, I yeah. was like, well, cool. <laughs> you know. But uh, let's move into another one of my uh, most anticipated properties in Phase 5, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I am very, very excited for this. Um, I love the Ant-Man movies. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit off-air, but um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Ant-Man and the Wasp in the beginning. But the more I watched the movie, I ended up really liking it. And I ended up liking Ghost the most out of the entire film. So um, we're going to talk about Good news for you Ghost. then, dude. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be talking about Ghost a lot more when we talk about um, Thunderbolt, so that's going to be really cool. Ooh, but I'm... the plot details that we got from D23 sees um, Cassie, the whole family, in the Quantum Realm, and then Kang the Conqueror kidnaps Cassie and then enlists Scott to say, hey, I need you to pull off a heist and steal something from someone that stole something from me. Um, Marvel was very vague on who this third party is, so I can't wait to see who that's going to be and um, why Scott, uh, why Kang wants Scott to do it. But it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, we've speculated um, that it was either in Ant Man or Ant Man and the Wasp. We saw like, like, uh, like a fortress of some kind. We saw like a castle of sorts. So we know that Kang is going to be keeping Cassie in this quantum fortress in the quantum realm. So that's going to be fucking dope. We're going to get yet another heist movie with Ant-Man. And he has to steal something in the quantum realm for Kang. So that's going to be really, really Quantum heist, dude. Yeah, it's going to be a quantum heist. I'm excited. It's be fucking sick. Um, we know from Miss Marvel that Paul, um, Paul Rudd, that Scott Lang has gotten a lot of fame after Endgame. He has a podcast. He has a lot of different things going for him. So this is the thing that kind of like brings him back to reality where his daughter is now in trouble. So I am very excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, Jonathan Majors is going to kill it as a different version of Kang. I can't fucking wait for this. Uh, Randall Park is returning as Jimmy Woo in this. Can't wait for that as well. So, Spicy, starting with you, what's your excitement level for Quantumania? I'm excited. I I, I never would have thought they would pair up Kang with Ant-Man and Wasp, but uh, the way they're doing it, it makes perfect sense. Like, when I saw him, like, in the back of the poster, I was like, oh, my God, yes. Um, and I love how it's, it's like we're keeping to the characters, uh, you know, kind of background with like heist. So I love how we're going to the quantum realm with this, which is a place that he's been in for, you know, a little bit before or after Endgame, whatever. So it's going to be nice to see kind of like him explore the lands again since he kind of he's a, he knows what it is and seeing like the crew all together again um, and using his daughter as like leverage, which is something that he's, he's always close to his heart, which kept him not to be tipped that villain aspect you know but i'm excited and i love king so it's gonna it's gonna be hilarious it's gonna be action driven it's gonna be like all over the place and i'm excited <laughs> yeah i can't wait abe oh look man um ant-man and the wasp i think is a fun series uh surprisingly said i guess given my disdain for thor but I'm just gonna throw this out here. What if Kang is having the the Lang steal something from another Kang variant, if not Loki? Uh, I feel like Loki might have something to do with it. We'll see if it connects with Loki season two. 
uh, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited. Jonathan Majors is coming. Kang is coming. We get to see it. It is interesting that his debut is in a series like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Of course, it makes sense since we're dealing with different realms, but because it's a comedic property, um, how will we be, how will this introduction of Kang uh, officially as Kang B. Is it is it going to play in line with that comedic trope that some people find, especially me, find hit or miss with MCU? Are we going to get a bit more serious, even though Paul Rudd is uh, more known for his comedic acting and he's thriving off of that in the MCU? It's, it's curious, but I'm just glad that Kang, Jonathan Majors is really about to let the people know, I mean, when we first heard news as SDC, SDCC. The uh, director said that Jonathan Majors commanded a presence like Marlon, like a young Marlon Brando. Uh, and in Hollywood, that is high praise. And, you know, the director also mentioned like, yeah, everybody says that, that, oh, someone reminds me of Marlon Brando. But when I say I'm, I mean it, like, for real, Jonathan Majors is that guy. So I'm excited just to see him on the big screen of a, you know, especially since now we're getting into the action that everybody's been waiting for in the MCU. This is this is now the start for most people as like, yeah, we out of the building phase. Now we in that action phase. Okay, what you giving us? What what threats do you pose? We're finally about to get a glimpse of that. So it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Now do you say that, dude? I'm like. That would be sick if he gets Scott to steal something from That's a, a great Kang idea. Variant. What the fuck? Give me that. Because there was there was like theories saying like it was uh what's the name from Loki from Loki the the one of the directors who's like lost somewhere and they were saying like that's his love or whatever. But I was like I don't know. I don't think it would be that a person. Oh, Ren Slayer. Yeah, I would yeah. think it'd be more of like something that he like object or something. Well, think... no, he is. He does have a romance with Ren Slayer, and what a, yeah. again. We know that he's connected with Loki, so we can't help but think that Loki season two and Quantumania are going to have some kind of connections. Yeah. You know, and if it's Renslayer, dope. Give us Renslayer. Build upon that relationship. Give Build her up, too. If it's another Kang variant, oh, my God, we're going to lose our mind. If it's something involving Loki, dope. Overall, I'm just excited because it might not be any of those things. It could be anything. And that's what the exciting part as well. So we'll see. Facts, man. I'm, I'm just excited for a quantum heist. Like, that's all I care about. That's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, Vash, what about you? What's your excitement level? The quantum heist. Like, I'm excited as hell for that because one, once they announced it, I was like, not shocked about that. Like, literally the first two is all a heist. So like, and the third one to be a heist, it just makes sense to you know, to the Ant-Man series of the films. But when they put the plot saying, okay, Ant-Man Scott Lang is going to do a heist because to save his daughter. And after him just, you know, being the famous, one of the only top Avengers still on Earth, like still doing, you know, being out in public and not, you know, being hide in space and everything else. So for him to be brought back, I wonder if he's going to ask his partner, the Wasp, for help because that was, that was his promise after the end of Ant-Man 2, like, they're going to work together during the film, you know, them being heroes. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to go. And just to see his next type of upgrade for his suit, his costume, because he has gotten a lot of upgrades in the comics. But I'm curious to see, are we going to show his engineer brain? Or is our boy, um the first version of Ant-Man, I'm drawing blank. 
Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Or is he going to upgrade him more um, on his end? So I'm really curious to see how that's going to look. And I agree with Abe um, about the comedy side, but I'm curious to see how they're going to find the balance for Kang because he's never he is not really comedic. So I'm curious to see what's the balance for him and his character for this, because we, we're going to have to see all different type of versions. So it's really curious to see, is this side going to be comedic or is he going to be like a dark humor, more sarcastic type of person? So I'm really curious to see how his role is going to be. And yeah. real quick, I do want to make this point because, you know, people know me in comedy. I'm not going to be bothered if, it's a comedic version of Kang because again, we're going to deal with so many different variants. They need to all be unique in some way. And if we get a more comedic leaning version in the Ant-Man, it's like, cool. I want to see that just the same way. I don't really have a least favorite rendition of the Joker when it comes to live action and whatnot is the same way I'm going to feel about this. It's just, we're going to see Jonathan Majors really show his acting chops for the most part it, while, during his time in the MCU. So give me all different versions. Give me a fucking goofy version. Give me give me a comedic version. Give me a serious one. Give me a boring, give me all these different types because you get to have that flexibility. You get to lean back on that usage. And it's the only way you really get to, in my personal opinion, enjoy the, the character of King by just knowing like, yo, the one thing they all have in common is they're smart as shit and diabolical as fuck, but they all have their own unique quirks. We got to see that with the Lokis and it was super fun. Now we get to see it with the Kings. Please, just whatever, if it's a pure comedic version tip, I ain't gonna be bad at it. As long as it's funny to me, it doesn't feel forced. If it's funny to me, I'm going to enjoy it and it'll be top five probably. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah, this this shit is going to be insane, dude. We're going to see so many different Kangs. Like you said, Jonathan Majors is really going to get to stretch his acting abilities because we've already seen him do He Who Remains. And I can't wait to see him do a really serious uh, version of Kang. That's going to be lit. Uh, Vash, to answer your question. So, um, so Hope, Janet, Scott, and Hank are all in the quantum realm on this heist so it's going to be a yeah. whole like family quantum heist so you will get to see them all together i do hope they get some new tech i know cassie's going to get her purple suit so that's going to be that's going to be it fire. looks like all the at least from andy park's concept art that they gave out at sdcc they all have new costumes right yeah yes yeah. and plus i i can't wait to see by the end of the film our boy luis give the whole recap again <laughs> i, I oh can't wait for our boy gosh. michael Peña to be like okay so this is what happens as far as we know he's not in it I know, but I hope by the end of the film, now. we just find out, like a post credit or something like for him, like his stories, his recaps are one of the best things out of the MCU. Like just it's just the way he delivers it in a comedy, but also story. It's just great for it. Facts. Chris, what's your excitement level? Dude, I can't believe that uh, the third Ant-Man and Wasp film is going to be one of the most important movies in the multiverse saga. It, it's going to be like how important Civil War was. You know, like this is a movie you're going to have to see to understand like the current state of things by the time we get to Avengers, the Kang dynasty, you know, but I'm so here for it. The movie sounds like a lot of fun. As we mentioned, the quantum heist, seeing Jonathan Majors, like Abe mentioned, possibly in multiple roles would be really cool. But honestly, everything that I've seen from him as just the one Kang in this movie, he sounds intimidating as fuck. 
there's a great scene from the footage they've shown at SDCC and D23 of Scott Lang telling telling Kang that he is an Avenger. And then Kang responds by saying, have I killed you before? So that alone, I think, speaks to how intimidating he's going to be. Bill Murray's going to be in the MCU, finally. I'm so excited about I that. I forgot. <laughs> We're getting a live too, right? action. We're getting a live action MODOK. Yeah. It's it's going to be fun. Wow. And uh, I think Jonathan Majors is going to be intimidating at the same time. So I'm not really worried about the comedic balance and the tone that the first two films have struck. I think uh, Peyton Reed's going to be able to pull it off and deliver something really cool. I said, Kang and Abe, I hope thing. there are multiple Kangs in this movie. That Dude, idea oh is God. awesome. It'd be, it'd be fucking lit. I mean, yeah. it, it works. You, you don't even have to flesh it out. You already show, showed us what it would look like in Loki. So we know you can pull it off. And with something like Kang, oh my God. It only further sets up the eventual multiversal war we are going to get. You know, mm-hmm. secret wars. So we we know we're going, we have, it doesn't make sense to not at least tease at the other variants. And while we have about two years with hella projects in between to do that, why not this movie? Again, I'm so, I was surprised as you that you're making Ant-Man the one, the series that people don't really highly talk about and praise. You know, yeah. people either like it or it's cool, it's whatever. You're basically making this the pivotal, the keystone of this new of this new saga. Yeah. That's that's a bold move. Then let's see if it pays off. And I'm I'm willing to gamble it's about to pay off. So I'm super super fucking excited, dude. I'll double down on what you brought up. I would love to see them. Hear me out. Like have one Kang throughout the movie. We get to see like what kind of threat he is. And then a variant shows up, fucking kills, kills that him. one. I think that would be insane, dude. That'd be crazy. Oh it would my be, god. Yes. Especially if it's the case of like, all right, the king that we're dealing with, is this such a intimidating factor? And then you have someone else come out who's not as it doesn't seem that intimidating, but it's just like, wait, 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 what you did is actually scary as shit. Hold on. We thought this was his like final form. Are you mean to tell me there's there's something worse than this? Like it, it, we go have to watch out for the not the, the non-intimidated ones. The goofy one might be the most dangerous. Please. Battle please. of Wigs. I I I would love that. I would Same. love that. That would be a twist. Look, <laughs> I just want to Jonathan Majors kick some ass because when we saw that screen uh the screenshot or leak of how big this dude is <laughs> with like just him getting dressed, and I'm like Bro, he about to whip some Avengers ass he, out here. Because he gave it for that Kree movie. So he probably transfer, yeah. transfer that over to He's Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can't wait. Spicy, what about you? What's your excitement level? Oh, I already, I already said Oh, it, you already but... went? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you good. All right. Cool. All right. So let's move on to Werewolf, Werewolf by Night. This was very surprising to see. Um, I love the tone of the trailer. I love that it's in it, it's all in black and white. It, it's so fun. I love the tone. It's perfectly capturing like that time period of monster movies. I think that's fucking dope. Uh, Michael uh, Giacchino is directing it. One of my favorite composers ever. Very, very excited for that. And scoring um, it. And scoring it. Very, very excited. It's going to be dropping on Disney Plus on October 7th. So, again, I saw the trailer was blown away by how fun it is. And, like, it just, again, it seems like of the period of when Universal was making 
good monster movies. So, uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, what's your excitement level for Werewolf by Night? Dude, I cannot wait for this fucking special. We've been getting news about this special for over a year, and Marvel has held off and held off and held off about giving us anything official. I'm so happy that they're just like, here's the trailer. It's coming out in a couple weeks. Like, it looks to be the first time the Marvel franchise is going to be leaning into, like, genuine horror. You know, we've got, got a little bit of horror elements in Moon Knight, and, and Age of Ultron has a little bit of horror in it, but this is, like, true horror. Uh, Abe and I were talking in our group chat off mic as to how far the Marvel filter was going to go in this special. Hopefully they don't... Uh, pull back too much from the trailer. It looks like, you know, people are getting limbs ripped off and there's a ton of blood and stuff. So I think it's just going to be a fun horror Marvel project for the Halloween season. Uh, Man-Thing is going to be in it. He looks awesome. He looks exactly like he does in the comic books from the brief really glimpse does. that we got in the trailer. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a blast. Fun, Agreed. campy horror. It's going to be excellent. Yeah, spicy. Yeah, I mean, you know, Multiverse of Madness is a very horror-driven movie. True, so true. I and I and I loved every second of it. And that that even that score had a very, you know, like same traditional feel with like the score, Dracula, all that. So having Werewolf, um, this this special come out, I'm excited. I'm not really familiar with this, but I love the um the whole like I guess direction of it. Um, I think for me, I'm loving Marvel's exploration with like monsters. Um, with their direction with you know in Shang-Chi the dragons and just like different exploration of monsters that me kind of leaves me like wondering what they're building up to you know I've been reading a lot of Midnight Sun stuff lore so you know it's looking very like you know like you know say so I don't know like Kaiju maybe coming in I don't know but I'm, I'm really excited to see um how they kind of play around with the horror element and monsters um, that we're about to be getting soon with all these vampires and elements that we're getting with Blade um, coming in. So I'm really excited. <laughs> it's so crazy we're at a point now where the same universe that had the Iron Man from 2008 now has a werewolf in it. Yeah. <laughs> like who yes. would have thought we would have reached this stage? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm so excited. Abe, what about you? Uh. Y'all know I love my horror shit, and as Chris had mentioned, we were talking to group chat. I'm super scared that when this drops, it's gonna be a campy horror comedy sketch type of project, and that's going to kind of piss me off because I I want it's October, please. I'm in the mood. Give me give me something, especially since the connection to Midnight Suns, the connection to fucking blade of all things possibility of an uh cameo of vampires that we are setting up the occult shit of the mcu please yep. please don't make it don't don't especially the the reason why i feel that way is because the last few projects we've gotten especially this year have been more comedic leaning when it comes to phase four even though with black panther ending it off Black Panther is going to be a, a happy movie, but a happy movie in the sense of we're getting closure since we will have the moment, the funeral procession, procession and that moment of honoring uh, Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa. I know it's just crazy. We're, we're laughing every few weeks only to potentially cry and then be like, all right, phase four is over. We've concluded. Are you ready for phase five? So this project for phase four, I just don't, 
don't don't make it comedy. Um, just give me horror. I want to see what you can do by full blown horror. Uh, well, not full blown, but as close to horror as Disney's willing to go, and as Marvel is willing to go. Please, give me something good. Uh, give me something exciting. Give me something that's going to have me salivating for more of the occult side of the MCU. Yeah, um, I think I don't think there'll be a bunch of jokes, but there will definitely be camp to it. Mm-hmm. I think because if if they because what it looks like again, they're trying to capture like those old monster movies. There will be a level of camp, but I think you know it'll be a good blend. But we'll see. You know, you're right to have those concerns. Vash, what about you? Like Chris mentioned in the beginning of how they just dropped this trailer. There's barely any information. Like I know we're in this movie space, um, you know, in the critic side and everything, but I, I hope Marvel continues doing this once in a blue where they just drop content and be like, no information, like, yo, it's coming at next month. I'm like, what? Okay, cool. Because this is awesome just to not know information about property that's coming out and it's just going blind. Because like in the chat, just said, uh, our boy Moon Knight was introduced in World by Night in the comics as well. Like stuff like this that could be Easter eggs in the show. And it's an hour special. Uh, does that mean eight minutes credits, 20 minutes credits? Who the hell knows? It's an hour special. So we're, you know, we're going to find out. Yes. I like to throw shade on Marvel of how long their credits be, but you know, you, 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 you got to give respect to the people that work there, but I'm hella excited. Am I worried about the campiness? Yes. But am I, you know, like James always like to say, I'm very optimistic. So I like to be hopeful that this is a black and white will stay black and white throughout the whole hour special. I hope yes, because Black Away has it has faded out throughout the years that a lot of people, a lot of directors don't like to use it. Zack Snyder did, and it looks amazing. Um, so I hope for this Black Away of what Marvel's doing for this old school type of monster feel. Michael Giacchino said in an interview, he said, "Don't adjust your televisions. The it's supposed to be black and white." Oh, thank God! That's so I'm hoping to hear the whole that. thing's gonna be like you said in black and white. Yeah, so yeah, it would ruin it for me if they changed out of black and white, honestly. And my thing is, is this I, I'm curious, like I'm thinking, like, is this special going to tie into like the phases? Like, is, is it going to be like if it's if, like they're making it can't be on purpose? Like, do you think like someone they have that gave it, no concrete like, information? I know, but I, I think it'd be funny if it's like Blade showing this film to what's his name? The enemy turtles kind of showing him like what's really happening out here like do you really want to touch that story because this is what you're dealing with type thing that's just wishful thing on my part but it's just like it's it's so like can't be on purpose towards like this has to be like i think know, they'll say it's something. just a universe within the multiverse i think okay okay i, I, I love that you know <laughs> it looks fancy it's not what you're thinking because i'm on the same boat as well because i hope we see dracula because technically dracula is part of the mcu he's part of the comics that'd be so, so hopefully fun. Like yes. to actually see a character play by him, and if it's like James just said, if it's a if it's a different universe, it's a different actor that we probably will never see again, or a different version. But my hope is we see Dracula, we see Frankenstein, we see or monster characters, we see the the show. I'm hoping that we see is either the Men I Sons or the Halloween Commando stuff like that is what I hope to see in the show. Would it actually exceed to my expectation, or would it just be as good as just as what we were liked. So overall, I'm happy for it. I'm happy that we got no information and I totally forgot that we that we've been getting bit and pieces of information over the year. Cause once this drop in D2, I'm like, what the hell? 
never heard about the show, which is a good thing for me because at the end of the day, next one when it drops, I'm like, I'm going in blind. And I feel like I would give a better review or better rating or whatever the case is. Because just knowing no information in a world that's all about information is really kind of shocking to feel. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, it's it's a nice feeling when you can actually go into something completely blind and then just like take it in for, for what it is. Because trailers are, are meant to sell, you know, they don't always properly like portray the movie or I hate the series you're actually going to get. Um, So let's move on to Secret Invasion. Um, I was absolutely blown away by this trailer. Uh, Feige was on stage and he talked about, um, he was on stage with Don Cheadle and they talked about the fact that Secret Invasion is going to be heavily inspired by the, the comic book itself. So within the MC rules, of course, they're going to get as close to Secret Invasion as they can. And for me, that's incredible. Um, I love Secret Invasion knowing that there's a faction of scrolls literally replacing people in positions of power on earth is incredible this is literally what nick fury does this is a spy game this is what he does can't wait for this um the first episode is going to drop in 2023 uh we got our first look at emilia clark in the trailer we got our first look at don Cheadle, olivia coleman that's supposed to be playing like an old colleague of nick fury so that's going to be dope um chris i'm going to toss it to you first because um you mentioned something in our group chat yesterday something that i thought of to as soon as I saw the the Secret Invasion trailer, why don't you tell the people what your theory is about Nick Fury? Yeah, after watching the trailer and hearing Marie Hill say that she's been trying to contact Nick Fury for years and he's never bothered to return to Earth, I was telling everyone in our group chat that I think it might be very likely that we haven't seen the real Nick Fury since Winter Soldier and that it's been Talos uh, in every appearance of Nick Fury since then, mostly because in Captain Marvel, they had a very weird line about how Nick Fury can't uh, eat toast that's been cut diagonally. And in Nick Fury's first appearance after the Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, he eats a piece of toast that's been cut diagonally. So it's possible that they might retcon that very insignificant thing into Talos being the Nick Fury that gathered the Avengers to defeat Ultron and every subsequent appearance as well. Um, I also think it's likely that uh, Nick Fury didn't get dusted during the blip. I think that was probably Talos disguised as Nick Fury uh, that got blipped out of existence while Fury was still in space with the other scrolls. So I can't wait to see this show. I'm super intrigued to see who's a scroll and who isn't. I love that the MCU has made the scroll culture more complex because in the comics, they're all villains, you know, but uh, at least in the MCU, we have uh, good scrolls like Talos and then r a radical faction of scrolls that are invading Earth. I think that that's a great way to to make that species more interesting. But yeah, this is going to be a really cool show. I can't wait for it. I want to give props to Chris because when he said this in the group chat, it blew my mind. I was like, please go on because I really want to know more about this theory because I never thought in a million years... I would hear a theory about just because an actor ate a different toast in a different style. I'm like, hold up. That's just, wow. Okay, interesting. It's to crazy, be fair, dude. Like, Chris, Chris sorry, and the, I... The toast thing has... Oh, James, go. No, go, go ahead, go it. ahead, go ahead. Go I was just going to say, you know, people started to question the toast thing when Captain Marvel came out, when Fury said that. They were like, man, I don't know if that was the real Nick Fury, but we kind of, like, left it there. 
And now I think Marvel probably caught wind of that. You know, they do this all the time. They hear what fans are talking about. They go, oh, that's kind of a great idea. Let's integrate that somehow. You know, just like when Kevin Feige said the little boy in Iron Man 2 is Peter Parker. Right. Like True. that's something that the fans said that he integrated into his universe, you know, as a fun retcon. So my theory isn't wholly original. You know, there have been parts of it that have been floating around since Captain Marvel came out. But I, I think it's a really cool way to retcon something, like I said, that was seemingly insignificant. James, you, you were going to say? No, I was just going to say, like, it, it just makes perfect sense, right? And, like, when you said it, I was like, we're right fucking here, man. Because that's the same thing that I thought. So since Captain Marvel came out, I've been looking at every character watching in all of these movies thinking when someone could have been replaced. Yeah. And going through the movies again, I remember that line. And you have to remember, Captain Marvel came out after Age of Ultron. So right. I think this is something that they consciously did. Because, like, that's a very distinct thing that he mentions. And yeah. it's something that we've seen him do on screen. So going back through it, I was like, holy shit. Ever since Winter Soldier, he's been building S.H.I.E.L.D. in space. It's been Talos the whole time. When, building um, sword. Yeah, sword. What did I, I was say? Gonna say? I was gonna say sword. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant. I meant <laughs> shield. But I think it's been it's been him the the whole time. Because since shield fell, he knows that an organization an organization like that is needed. So he was building another thing. And Man, it's like you when, just add another you just add another layer that makes total sense. Yeah, dude. It just it just fits so perfectly. So when you said it, I was like, yeah. So I'm not fucking crazy. That it makes perfect it sense because that was on purpose, dude. Again, Captain Marvel came out after. That was on yeah. purpose. And I I mean I I don't think they thought about it um this cleverly, but it's just like Fury almost felt differently too in Age of Ultron. He also felt differently in Far From Home before we found out that it was actually Talos. So it's just like all of these different things. It's like, well, who else was fucking replaced? How long was Maria Hill replaced? Was the real the real Maria Hill ever actually working for the CIA? Or was it uh, Talos' wife? We don't know. True. We have no idea. So I've been thinking about this forever. So it's just really cool that you brought that up in the group chat. It was it was fucking awesome. I can't wait to see if if we're right or not. That that's gonna be very exciting. We're right, dude. We're so right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because I also makes me wonder about the character of Agent Twenty One. Like when we saw her back after the blip, we like yo, her character feels all different. Like she, Gerd doesn't feel the same. Like why does she? You talking about go? Agent Thirteen? Agent Thirteen. Sharon thank Carter. You. Well, yeah, we Sharon know Carter. we know she didn't get dusted. She was, she, no, was, but I'm she was saying, a no, power broker, right? No, yeah. but I'm saying that probably girls are Cree. Like, you know, maybe her her identity also got taken or maybe that's why she's a whole different character. Like it's a whole possible. different, like, you know, the power broker. Like, why did she just switch a whole 180? Dude, that's so. that's a yeah, really good theory true. because I am one of those people that was completely pissed off that she made this turn. It's, yes. it's, it's not like it's not logical because she was completely screwed over by her country. But it's just like, Which, this is really out of character for Sharon. Like, yeah, like, extreme. like a total 180. Really yeah, extreme. Like, and you have a lot of love to yours. You, know, you have a lot of love towards your aunt or, or your grandma because of what she did towards the country. And you look up to her. But then just because your country fucked you over, you're going to fuck them yeah, over? Like, it, that could go just... both ways, though. It could go both ways. Because maybe we don't know if the government took care of Peggy after she got sick. We don't know that. So it could go both ways. She could see it as, 
well, my grandmother gave everything to this country. Steve gave everything mm-hmm. to this country. And they got nothing back. They're dead. They're both dead. So she's thinking about herself. It could go both ways. Steve way. might not be dead. Huh? Steve might not be dead. He, he might not. Oh. He might be on the moon. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but what's spicy. Go ahead and weigh in on this. No, yeah. Like, everything goes the same. Like, there's always been that extremes with Marvel where it's like, okay, you know, there's too much leniency with Nick Fury and No Way Home. Like, he's too patient with Peter. I was like, ain't no way this is, you know. And then even with Peggy, I the the legacy of her of her aunt i just i wasn't setting right with me with the 180 she went i'm like yeah i understand that but it was like for her to kind of go you know double cross um you know um sam and i was like i i don't know like there's the certain boundaries and lines i feel like are not in place right so for that to be the case i would definitely not be surprised if you know that she was cree or whatever um power position i mean come on um the scrolls do that so i wouldn't mind that um but within the trailer back to you chris like with you kind of like putting those tidbits and i was like well because i've been watching a lot of like theories about all of this how they're like this distinction between um nick fairy not wearing eye patch and one thing and then wearing eye patch and the other where it's like you know there's two create the two well the two different scrolls or whatever but knowing that it was like that far back like talos took over was crazy and him calling the uh Kara makes that more I guess symbolic and more of like a heart-wrenching thing where it's like this is like the person who helped my family in the type thing we call her like it's just it makes so much sense yeah but they're also breaking down a trailer where they're like when um can you talk about the trailer I'm sorry I didn't mean to oh no you're good you good good yeah, yeah. there they were they were talking about in the trailer where um I forget um Asian so like what's his name walks in and it's like Cree and it's a guy from Bridgerton and like all of them turn into like the same actor yeah, yeah. and they're breaking it down um, with the, with the um, art museum galleries going on where it's like the founding, like fathers type things. And they're also inferring that like those, um, those presidents were, were also, were also scroll and also saying how they're all like revolutionary fighters and stuff like that. So I was like, yo, I love that. Like symbolism and all that, but I'm really excited to see this be like a very like mindy games. I love that we're going with um, Nick Fury's perspective because he's the most cynical one, I feel like. So it's going to be very much like he knows what, like, what does he know that we don't or what do you catch? We don't catch because like the comics were very much like that. So I'm really excited for a secret invasion. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. There's, Abe, there's on one this. theory. Sorry. Continue. Now I want to give Ava a shot because he didn't get Me to too. weigh in on this yet. We've been nerding out a little bit. Would a real Nick Fury please stand up? Um, look, <laughs> this <Who> is <laughs> this is going to be quite the honestly a political thriller esque show. Um, for a while, when Chris had mentioned that, I don't know why, but I always felt that we haven't been dealing with the real Nick Fury for a while. Um, I have no idea why it's headcanon. I don't know whether I've fantasized that, yeah, no, he's he's been he's been MIA for a while. That's just been someone else, or is my excitement for uh or the inevitable to come is just accepting any and all theories that this is not the real one. Be like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Let's just, just I'm not arguing against it. But the fun that we will have with this show, just the he the 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 questioning 
that we will be having when it comes to everything we thought we knew. Like, was so when when did this switch happen? Which hero hasn't been who we thought they were? We're going to have so much fun, and it's going to make us go back and look at some of the previous projects with a different set of eyes. And that one I'm excited about because when when a project can force you to go back and review and maybe change your thinking or further clarify something, it, it makes it that much more exciting because it's an, it's important. This show is going to be valuable for the entire, not only multiversal saga, but for all of the MCU from the beginning. Because I strongly feel there will be something in, in this series that will be like, yeah, you remember back in that one film, like, let me just throw a shot in Thor, like Thor. You remember those people you met in Thor? Yeah, they weren't who you thought you were. Wishful or thinking on they, Abe's part. Yeah, I mean, like, not not that they'll revitalize. I'm about to say, Abe is very optimistic in this part. Maybe make me reconsider my uh, feelings towards the Thor franchise, but I just needed to think of uh, a name, and Thor just came to mind. But I'm super excited. And again, just Samuel Jackson is a great actor. Yes. When given the opportunity to act well, I say that because there was a Saw project that he was in that I felt was terrible and it wasn't his yeah, fault. It was the fact that that, pro yeah, that that project did, that's why I didn't even bother naming it. <laughs> that project didn't need to ever exist and they shamed Samuel Jackson. But this is the show where you guys are about to remember who the fuck Samuel Jackson is. Mainly because we also don't get to enjoy him a lot in the MCU. And remember yes. when he complained about that years ago. And I agreed with him. It's like, yo, he's fucking Nick Fury, the, the, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why the fuck aren't we getting him in, involved in some of these topics that concern him, that he should be concerned about? Now Agreed. we will. Uh, a whole series that he is the lead actor. I'm yep. Samuel Jackson. I'm ready. I'm ready for you to be on my TV screen. I'm ready to watch you week to week whatever we're going to get. And I can't wait for the real Nick Fury to be like, yeah, so while y'all was fraternizing, like, yo, the fact you went to Don Chino said, how much do you trust your uh, your security detail? Don Chino knows, though. It's They're like, saying that he, he knows about the scroll. It's, I mean, it's very possible, especially depending on his relationship with Captain Marvel, because I know in the comics that they were romantically involved. Yeah, I know people have hinted that you know they might be involved in MCU. That's not going to happen. He's going to, maybe not. He's going to know something, right? I, I'm just really excited for this. I guess I'm just excited to get back to serious MCU shit again. You know, I've I've enjoyed overall. I will say I've enjoyed this comedic trend. I've enjoyed She-Hulk. I'm enjoying the hell out of She-Hulk. It's been fun, and all those people who are upset sucks to suck find something else to enjoy but i'm also looking forward to my more serious shit not my big action shit that we got in the early phases that everybody's finding i just want something well thought out like a political thriller show or a spy thriller type shit i want that type of genre uh right of storytelling and we're about to get that with secret invasion and the trilogy looks just look fantastic it i'm gonna break really excited I'm going to break your brains right now. Thunderbolt Ross was replaced by a scroll a long time ago. This I said is why this before. 
This is why he's pushing. That's why he pushed for the Sokovia Accords so that they could have control of the Avengers. Um, in Wakanda Forever, when we're going to talk about that, world leaders are trying to get their hands on Vibranium. They're all fucking scrolls, and the scrolls want Vibranium. Mic drop. I'm with it. And, and, that's, why, and that's, why, that's why Nick Fury's making swords so he can. Bro, that's how you bring in the mutants because like, that's what sword deals with all the world order shit, bro. Are you fucking. That and also. Nick Fury went to space because no no government has any ownership to space. Yeah, so that's, so what that's what sword is created. Yeah. So it's perfect because one of my favorite lines from Iron Man, sorry, from Tony Stark, he said to Captain America that you think Fury's hiding something? He's a spy, Captain. He's a spy. His secrets have secrets. So knowing that Nick Fury is the director of SHIELD at the time, he's a man that knows all secrets of everything, like it makes sense that we don't know when he got switched or when who like what he knows. And I love what Abe said is because every time when Nick Fury pop up on screen, it was one of my favorite moments because small lines, quick snips, and he knows how to put that gravitas towards the lines. But I wish we always had like a TV series. We could have had it from Agents of Shield, but they didn't know what the fuck they were doing with that. I love that show. It could have been great. But we could have had a lot more than just Agent Coulson. And we actually had in the delve of the Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D., the sh- like the agents aspect with the secrets aspect of S.W.O.R.D., we could have had a lot more of that. So I'm glad for Secret Invasion. And I can't wait to see what we dove into that because they could just literally um, do a lot with it. The one thing I have my fear, my biggest fear of this show is the marketing. Because they could spoil a lot with the trailers and teasers and they're every once a week, you know, showing the promo clips for every episode. That's what I'm afraid of because they they know that we will watch it, but they want to market to the other people that might not watch it or care for it because it's on Disney+. Plus. That's my fear for this show. Super random or not really? Who the fuck's the president right now? Um, It's not I, Don Cheeto, is it? No, definitely not. Cause I, I don't know who the cause the it's, last time we saw the president was in um well we Iron heard, Man three that's what the last the last time we saw President Ellis and then we heard right. him after that but it's been years since then he's, that's more than trailer. two terms really he's in the trailer yeah he's yeah. in the trailer they broke President down. Ellis um, for real he was getting attacked by um like airplanes and shit that, how like, did the I miss detail. that yeah I'm watching it yeah. but that's why I thought it it was on Cheeto like he's probably becoming the new president. Because like, no, because no, Nick Fury no, asked, no like, no way, ain't no way, Rhodey's about to be president. He, he's, uh-uh. a, he's, a sol- <laughs> no. he's a soldier. He's not. They're not about to okay. be a okay. president. So, but yeah, kinda... President Ellis is, is a scroll for sure. Oh yeah. So guys, you know, we're seeing a lot of X Men sprinkled in here. You know, I got a little theory. I was like, what, what if to throw people a loop, we get Mystique just on like a random ass government position to kind of just throw in with all like the scroll or whatever. I would fucking love that because we've been seeing so much X-Men sprinkled in here, you know, Ms. Marvel, you know, her going up the store after the guy switched, you know, I don't want to spoil Ms. Marvel, but it's like just seeing all these sprinkles of X-Men, I'm like, bro, they, they exist in so it's like, how how is Marvel going to do this? But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about That'd be fun. Marvel <laughs> yeah. Imagine um, it with the character Beast because he's been into the politics for the characters, you know, for the X-Men in the comics. So imagine if we see his name or the character 
inside the politics of the show, that'd be pretty interesting too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it at all. But yeah, man, very excited for Secret Invasion. We we could literally speculate and talk about <laughs> theory crap this more. forever. Uh, so let's move on to Loki season two. So uh, first piece of news up: uh, Ki Kyu Guang was from um, from um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Indiana Jones. He's joining the cast. Um, the plot details describe him as a uh, like a time librarian esque. Yeah. So to me, instantly, I thought of the key maker from the Matrix for some reason. Not just because he's Asian; it's just the the roles just sound kind of similar to me. Um, we got some in the exclusive footage that they showed. Loki is apparently glitching forwards and backwards through time, and he's trying to communicate with Mobius and B fifteen, trying to tell him what's going on, but they don't remember him. Uh, so it's all going to be interesting. Um, in the footage, we didn't see Sylvie or Kang, so we don't know what's going on with them directly after getting into season two. So I'm very excited. Loki is still my favorite Disney Plus Marvel series so far. So I can't wait for season two. We're going to get more Kang, more Loki, more Mobius, whatever Renslayer is going to be up to. I am ready for all of this. Uh, Ki Hu Guang, like I was so impressed with him in everything, everywhere, all at once. He was fucking awesome. So I can't wait to see him in the MCU. This is going to be awesome. He's in Disneyland now. So the sky's the limit at this point. So Chris, what's your excitement level for Loki season two with the new casting news and the footage description? I can't wait, man. Like Quantum Mania, this is going to be the other piece of the puzzle that kind of leads directly into the Kang Dynasty. Uh, Loki remains one of the best projects that the Disney Plus shows have come out with. So all around, uh, I'm just really pumped to see what this season does. Yeah, spicy. Yeah, I agree. I had, I had a fun time with Loki season one. I love being fed all this information about time variance and the difference between that and this i loved all of it. it was very digestible um and i'm excited to see where this new season goes and now that no one remembers loki um and just what and I, I know we're getting more variants they're saying so i'm really excited to see who pops up <laughs> i think we'll finally get king loki this time because there was footage shot you know what i mean so i think hopefully this time we'll actually get to see that super arrogant king loki because it'll help our loki realize what he could have become as yeah. like oh god not that um abe what's your excitement level for loki season two and the casting news for all those who have been following careful for spoilers since honestly me and steve joined the me and steve joined the team with loki wasn't it that was when we were first ap appeared on this on this yes, platform you did. Shit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> look, look, y'all saw how excited and enthusiastic I was about. I was fan. It's the most y'all see me fanboy over any <laughs> review aside from maybe Halloween Kills. I, I cannot wait. I literally cannot wait for Loki season two. Loki season one gave me everything I wanted, not only as a fan of the character Loki and uh, Tom Hiddleston but also just as a comic book nerd. Just all the little Easter eggs we got, all the possible plot points. Remember, I remember Lamentis, the Lamentis episode? I was like, oh my God, we are going to deal with the failings possibly. We're oh, going Nihilus. to deal with all of this. Annihilus is coming. The X-Men, we have to get X-Men. I was nerding the fuck out during season one. What the hell do you guys think I'm going to do during season two? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what I'm waiting for. 
season one gave us such a great look into the retconning of Loki the character by using a mirror version of himself in Sylvie. What are you going to give me in season two that's going to top that? I cannot wait. I look forward. The, the first trailers that we'll see in a few months going to get me excited. When we get to review that episode, that series, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. So my excitement level is beyond the fucking roof. Vash? I'm excited. Uh, Loki is my favorite current top one of the Marvel of the Marvel TV shows. And it was one of my favorite times, you know, they were crafting every week. And, you know, it's not like you're doing one division. It's just saying every single week saying it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It has to be Mephisto. This point's Mephisto. That point's Mephisto. But this with Loki, it's just more easier, more fun. And for Loki season two to be after Ant-Man 3, Quantumania, it just brings more realm. And the following year will be Kang or Avengers 5, Avengers 6. So to see what's going to happen and what's going to connect to those next films and next properties, it just makes it more very fascinating of what are the possibilities for this series. And I can't wait to see what other characters do get introduced. Maybe other timeline, maybe we, like I, I'm hoping because we, we're going to see Thor's brother or Thor's Loki's other brother, right? In this season two. I haven't heard anything. I recall seeing that somewhere um, in the interweb. So if that is true, I hope to see what other storylines we'll be seeing that we haven't yet seen. Cool. Yeah, very excited for Loki season two. Um, Like I said, it's still my favorite Disney Plus series. Like WandaVision is a very close second, but there's just something about Loki that just took it to another level. So, um... Next up, talking about um, a series that's going to take place after the events of Secret Invasion, Armor Wars. Um, when we um, got SDCC, Armor Wars wasn't anywhere on the slate. Uh, we were all wondering, well, what the fuck is going on with Armor Wars? But it's still happening. They're filming uh, next year. It's going to be set, like I said, after the events of Secret Invasion. So that's going to be really interesting. And the plot details that we got, um, Feige and uh, Cheadle said that pretty much... Uh, more of Tony's tech um, has fallen into the wrong hands and Rhodey is the one that has to track it all down. So I think that's awesome that Rhodey's going to be on this huge mission trying to track down his best friend's tech that has once again fallen into the wrong hands. So I think that's going to be dope. The fallout of Secret Invasion and Rhodey helping to reorganize the, the political structure, if you will, however that's going to happen. Very excited for Armor Wars with these plot details. So, Chris, uh, what's your excitement level for Armor Wars? I'm incredibly excited. You know, it's Don, Don Cheadle is fucking fantastic. So to see him lead an MCU show, I love the character of Rhodey. I can't wait to see what they do with the War Machine suit, how they update it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, my one hope is that in Secret Invasion, Rhodey is not a scroll. Please do not make Rhodey a scroll. Let Don God, Cheadle no. just be... Just be roadie, okay? <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I love that for the first time with the shows, we're getting two shows that tie directly into one another. You know, we haven't gotten that yet uh, in, in regards to like the different titled property shows, you know? So right. yeah, this is super exciting. It sounds like it's really, you know, pulling from the comic book story, Armor Wars. It almost sounds verbatim. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really cool show. 
spicy yeah i'm excited now i i correct me if i'm wrong but i remember reading somewhere that they're introducing Rodi's daughter like she also too is getting introduced into here or something like that and being part of all of this or whatever from what i don't know i may have read that i don't i did not but see that but that I, would be cool i, I thought yeah. i would write that um i would assume Riri will be involved since she has since she also has tony's tech um so i'm excited to see who shows up and all this i haven't read um, those comics, yeah, but I mean, I I, I think I, it would make sense to have Riri since she was the good hands that Tony's um, um, armor fell into. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to see different kinds of suits. I can't wait to see the War Machine. He says to get upgraded and see Rhodey get into a leadership position. We can kind of see him be like, kind of like the friend, you know, in the background with the limp after um, Civil War. So seeing him kind of like chilling in the background and. Um, being back in that leadership role after his friend's death. I'm really excited to see how he leads this new generation, especially. Um, see how him and Ruby interact with all of that, but seeing him, you know, fight these villains with Tony's um, tech again. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. You know, Rhodey, I mean, I'm sure you guys are aware, Rhodey became Iron Man in the comics for a period of time. So I'm yeah. wondering if they do that even. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Abe, what's your excitement level for Armor Wars? Look, Don Cheadle, I fell in love with Don Cheadle when I first saw Hotel Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda. Right? <laughs> that movie, especially at a young age, as a as a child of African immigrants from Nigeria, just watching a movie about conflict in Africa, and especially eternal conflict like that, Hotel Rwanda forever sits in my head, and it forever made me a fan of Don Cheadle. It was my first ever Don Cheadle project. Seeing Don Cheadle throughout his career has been phenomenal. Seeing getting him in the MCU has been great. Now getting him to lead a show that is not only that is that's not minor. This is no Armor Wars is no minor situation in the MCU right now. There is a lot of there's going to be a lot of consequence that we're going excuse me that we're going to deal with, and seeing him going to lead it. We're going to get more serious content. We're going to get involvement of Riri. Um, this is the Iron Family that we're finally getting to deal with. I'm really excited for us to explore the Iron Family. And look, Don Cheadle is about to knock your socks off. You know how we always talked about, you know, Oscar Isaac and what he did with Moon Knight and how it made Moon Knight one of my top I think it's my one of my top three favorite Marvel products, Marvel shows, and uh, Disney Plus shows anyway, uh, because of just how great his acting was. Don Cheadle for a whole series. And it seems like we're moving away from the six episode, you know, limiter. We're getting more, more good stuff because I know we're going to talk about this later with Daredevil, but what he said made me confident that yeah we're we're getting out of that phase so now we're going to get series get what they need to get you know if it's six episodes cool it needs to be six episodes but more than likely we're going to get something more like i, I would say about 10 around 10 to 12 i'm hoping for it's just my guess yo don Cheeto is about to knock our socks off <laughs> yo this is about to be some fucking acting genius this is about to be really fun and I'm so, so, so looking forward to it. Fash? I'm very happy for Don Cheadle to see what he did in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the small scenes he was part of. 
and to be to see his character after his best friend has passed to save the fucking whole universe to see how he's going to handle because he's going to feel responsible since he was in his journey to make Iron Man. You know, he was there right beside him of his boy, Tony Stark, and he's going to feel responsible that he finds out that his best friend's tech is out in the public and being used by others. And I'm very excited for this because Don Cheadle also has an opportunity to lead a whole show instead of being a co-star or instead of, you know, being there for small scenes, but very happy for him to actually need a whole show. But also more important is the other tech of Tony Stark, he has always fought in the air and everything, but we never have seen Tony Stark actually pick up his equipment that has fallen off. So people could just rob those equipments, you know, could have sell them black market. So this gives an opportunity like we did mention earlier about Sam Rockwell coming back as just on hammer to see like it has done in the comics, how he always has tried to replicate Tony Stark's, you know, Iron Man suits. So those are things that I'm hoping to see, like maybe other Iron Man villains from the comics could come back. Maybe, you know, I don't mind if you bring back the same actor, you know, from Whiplash, you know, or just reboot his character and just have it, you know, have somebody else. So those other things will be interesting to see. How do you have Armor Wars with other all types of tech? So it'd be very intriguing. Yeah, my my hope is that um, I I actually love the Justin Hammer idea. I would love for him to be either broken out of prison and he makes like a new like Crimson Dynamo suit. Yeah. And then Rhodey has to like fight the new Crimson Dynamo. I think that'll be, that'd be fucking cool. sick. Uh, yeah, because it's been like 10 Iron years. Man, I think I think that'll be awesome. They're saying Walton Goggins is returning to the series. I just read. Oh, dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked his character in that Man and the Wasp. So that, that, was, yeah. that, would, be, that would be pretty cool. We don't know so, who his client was either from yeah, that Man and the no Wasp. Idea. True. So it was rumored that um, Tony Stark's daughter is going to be in Armor Wars. It was rumored. That makes sense. That's, That's what I read. That makes sense because if you're not going to have Pepper Potts, it will make sense to give her because were, were there shoots of Endgame of like um her being like an, an adult and kind of meeting Tony Stark or whatever and like some kind of like fever dream whatever like they shot that but they didn't have in the movie so yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool she showed up but we'll see yeah all right so next up um I want to hit Echo actually real quick because this is going to be a, a quick one so Echo officially has wrapped filming um, the series is going to follow Maya after the events of Hawkeye, and they're going to explore her origins. Like he, she's going to go back to her roots, and she, you know, shenanigans will happen from there. So it's just like I am not very familiar with Echo in the comics. Um, I am excited for this series. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is confirmed to be there as well. Um, the plot details say that he's going to have bandages around his eyes. Um, I have seen the panel from the comics, so I do know that much. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. So I think I'm going to go read that comic and that'll give me like an idea of where they might be going with Echo. But Spicy, what's your excitement level for Echo? Um, the Phoenix Force in the comics, you know, because this is Echo. So... Yes, I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> that's 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 the only reason why I know about her character is that she gets possessed by um, the Phoenix Force. But other than that, um, I think this the whole mutants man they're gonna be touching like 
touching more bases on on like I guess immune gene I don't know if she's immune or not but I think she's like a an important segue into that conversation um but yeah I, I need to get caught up in her series but um I'm excited I love her and Hawkeye the actress is phenomenal great um and I, I love to see that Kingpin's returning back into this into the series as well kind of seeing the development of their relationship and the back more backstory of that um and yeah great I love all the action scenes with her she probably carried Hawkeye, Hawkeye series in my opinion as a great introduction to like a villain for um what's her name um but yeah yeah I loved her I thought she was badass Abe what about you I don't know much about Echo but unlike Willow and Indiana Jones 5 I'm I actually am excited for this project I thought the actress was great in Hawkeye and Hawkeye I took a while to watch I was kind of reluctant watching Hawkeye going in. I didn't keep it up. Even at the time, I didn't keep up with that show um, until I finally decided to give it a look. And I was like, oh, shit. And we're going to get a series focus on the character. I was like, yeah, why not? Give it to me. Um, I'm excited that we're getting Vincent. You know how much I love that man. So, hey, Echo is about to be a, a, much, a must watch for me for sure. Vash? I'm excited for Echo, even though I don't know much about her character from the comics. Like, um, I didn't know about what Spicy brought up. Like, that's the only thing I know about her character. She's a person that has involved, you know, with Daredevil and everything else. But then that, I'm curious to see how this is going to intertwine with with the Daredevil character and the Kingpin and what is in be involving, you know, Luke Cage, other characters that are trying to be back slowly and, you know, bring more something much bigger, more in the ground level. Because all these shows have their more tech stuff, cosmic stuff, like all these shows, but with Ecker and Daredevil are the only kind of shows right now in Phase 4 and Phase 5, I mean, Phase 5, Phase 6, there are only the, the type of ground level shows right now. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with these characters and how they're going to bring the Kingpin back and like i just hope i know we're gonna go into Daredevil in a few but like just bring tom holland spider-man character in the small screen because goddamn like he's literally part of the manhattan lore like just somehow intertwine like just show him swinging just show like an old shot just pull some, some type of vfx so we know oh my the show right there. takes place in oklahoma so oh i don't think that's manhattan. a possibility i might not miss that Whew, over my head i appreciate that chris no problem. Plus, I wish the Peter same thing though, Bash. Leave Peter alone. He's been through a lot. Let's, let's explore other places now. Um, you know. He got time to heal. Little... He's a single man. You know, it's time to meet Black Cat. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll, we'll see which way to go with that. Chris, did you go yet? On no, Echo? I didn't. Okay. What, what what's your excitement level for Echo? Uh, you know, I'm I'm moderately excited. You guys mentioned mentioned that Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back, but you neglected to mention that Charlie Cox is also coming back for the show. So I, we're getting. I didn't think he was coming back. We're getting Kingpin and Daredevil in the okay. show, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think the most interesting thing I've heard about the show is that majority of the cast had to learn ASL, right. which is super cool. I think we're going to get a lot of American Sign Language in the show, considering that Echo's a deaf character, and everyone around her, in order to speak to her, has to know American Sign Language. So uh, I think that's great for that community to have a, a Marvel show directed toward them. Um, yeah, I think it, it'll be it'll be an interesting show to watch. Yeah. 
don't know much besides that, like I mentioned before, but I am excited for Echo. Like, I wasn't before, but it's like now that we're getting more details, getting closer to it, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like I said, I want to check out the comic. I want to see what's going on between her and Kingpin and get more a little bit, get more info on that. So interested, very interested in Echo. Um, so let's move on to Captain America, New World Order. Uh, we got a new logo for this one. Um, we also got the confirmation from the director that the film is going to be a paranoid thriller um, with the leader as the main villain of the film. I think that's a really, really good fucking idea. I've been waiting for Tim Blake Nelson to come back as the leader since 2008. And after 14 years, he's finally back and we're finally getting the leader. Um, Danny Ramirez is returning. He's going to be the new Falcon mm -hmm. in this. So it's going to be great to watch Captain America and Falcon in this paranoid suspense thriller against the leader. So that's going to be fucking sick. I also would love to know if Sharon's going to show up at any point. Like, does she show up in, like, an end credit scene? Like, where does she fit in with this, with the leader being the main villain? So very, very excited. Uh, Spicy, what's your excitement level for uh, Cap 4? So as I've been, like, watching She-Hulk and watching videos about everything happened in D23, they're bringing up the thinker and how uh, the thinker's brother may make an appearance in She-Hulk with how they're um, really trying to get Jen's blood to reactive to recreate the um the gamma radiation that made banner incredible hulk so seeing that and how we're getting thinker into like this paranoia thing how we're kind of symmetrical into like the, to like the political side with jen you know i'm like really excited to see how these things interwoven with each other um i'm excited i love um falcon and winter soldier captain america winter soldier i love the speech at the end i love the different topics topics that they um touched in that series and seeing this kind of be amplified in a, a more broader sense with media coverage, which again, things we're seeing in She-Hulk, but more on like a global scale, it's gonna be really great. And I, I trust that these writers are gonna deliver it because they deliver it in the show. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see this um, transpire, especially seeing that Captain America is black, you know, seeing how that's gonna be taking, you know, a, a topic conversation and seeing how Sam handles that, which she's gonna handle it with Grace, I already know it, but, Everything else is going on behind the scenes. It's going to be so much pressure, and I'm really excited to see how uh, Sam handles it. Yeah, also excited for uh, Carl Lubley to be back as I was Isaiah just Bradley. Thinking that. Um, he's I, he's definitely going yes. to be like a mentor figure for Sam for, for sure. sure as for he sure. navigates life trying to be a black cat. Because I sided I sided with Isaiah. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, sorry, Sam. But um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> They also revealed that uh, Shira Haas is going to be playing uh, Sabra, um, an Israeli superhero. That's going to be fucking interesting to see them bringing in heroes from outside of the U.S. into the MCU here. Uh, we already got a little bit of that with Red Guardian. So that's cool that they're expanding it even more. Very, very excited for this, man. Chris, what's your excitement level for Cap 4? You know me, dude. You and I love the Captain America movies. I don't care who's Captain America. Uh, dude, Sam... Picking up the mantle is so exciting and seeing Anthony Mackie kind of grow into this leading man in the MCU is going to be really interesting to watch. In interviews, he said that he's excited but extremely nervous, which is totally understandable. You know, going from playing a supporting character to having to lead an entire film, I'm sure is incredibly stressful. 
but I cannot wait to see what he does as Captain America. I love that uh, Danny Ramirez is also coming back as like his new sidekick, his new version of Falcon. We saw him take the wings in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that was inevitable. And dude, Tim Blake Nelson is a phenomenal actor. Like you, I've been waiting for 14 years to see the leader come back to the MCU. Honestly, we were joking before we started recording that the Incredible Hulk was all but forgotten until about like a month ago <laughs> when the Abomination started coming back. And now we're seeing that the leader is going to come back. So, yeah, I think this movie is going to be really cool. I can't wait. Actually, a year ago because of Shang-Chi. True, true, very true. Thanks, Vash. Yeah. Hey, what about you? What's your excitement level for Cap 4? Look, Incredible Hulk is one of those movies that I enjoyed watching multiple times even though the public is kind of split when it comes to that film. Some people love it. Some people are cool with it. Some people think it's probably the worst thing the MCU ever gave us prior to Thor 2. Um, so for me, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, look, if y'all are going to make up for whatever mistakes people thought you made when it came to The Incredible Hulk, now I'm here for it. Because how many times have we been on here, whether it's on this platform, on social media, in our group just talking about, especially me, yo, how come they never do Hulk while live action? You know, like, what is it about the character and his stories that just seem to fail? Well, it looks like they're like, hey, we're going to work on them, but not the way you think. We're going to use other characters surrounding Hulk lore to kind of make up for whatever is fucking bothering you with the big green guy, right? Captain America 4, New World Order, when that title was announced at San Diego Comic-Con, I lost my shit because I was like, that, that title sounds sick as fuck. And the word that was said that had me, you know, Winter Soldier is one of my, it's the top three MCU movie for me. When you describe a movie as a paranoid thriller, me, the Mad Prince, me, Prince A. Lawa, me, the Kang variant, me, Laburu himself, that's, that's, you sold me. You fucking sold me. Paranoid thriller? Oh, yeah, bring it, bring it, bring, give, it. I need that, inject that shit into my fucking veins, please. I'm excited for the New World Order. Yeah, Vash. I'm thrilled. Once I saw that logo, I was like, oh, I love that logo. Like, that logo was, it's just amazing. Like, that's a logo I will actually buy the poster and just have it hang on my wall. Like, Disney's posters are not always great. There's just a lot of plaster. It's just, you know, just a lot of floating photos. heads. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of floating heads. There's like, out of their 37 films or properties, they'll probably only have five or 10 good actual posters. And that's sad to say. But when it comes to this logo, the design, I'm like, yo, yeah, I get it better. Maybe design logo, like, yeah, I'm stepping your game. That's one. Two, Tim Blake coming back as the leader. I'm like, shit. Like, people used to make fun of the Incredible Hulk for years ago, saying that, yo, it's part of the MCU, but not really. It's like it's like your adopted cousin or your adopted, you know, brother and sister that just is part of the family, but not really part of the family. It's like, shit, like, hey, you're part of the family, but not really. We don't like you, but, you, you know, we, we love you, I guess. You. <laughs> but to actually have him back, I'm like, shit, we have 
Abomination. We have these other characters, Dunnable Ron, so everyone's actually connected. So I'm like, the only one is to be left connected is, is like Bruce ex lover. So like, yo, it just makes sense for her to be coming back and you know in the show She Hulk or somehow in the property. But the other thing that made me curious is like Tim Blake, the coming back as a leader in a Cat Four film. Like that's what makes it more curious. Like not an incredible film, not in the She Hulk property, but in a Cat Four. So it really makes you curious. Like how is this gonna make sense? So I'm really curious about the script. For we have our new cat because he is our cat. Uh, we have our new Falcon, which is um, I am curious to see the new updated suit for him because, like, it's gonna be very curious. To see, are you gonna keep the same spec scheme? How are you going to, you know, feel in it? So I'm curious to see on the team dynamic as well. So it's going to be very intriguing on that. So I'm very happy for May 23 is right by my birthday. Like, I'm just hoping for a Marvel film to actually land on my birthday for once. But it's just always on that weekend or just a couple of days behind. But I'm really, I'm really excited for this film. Very exciting. So I can't wait to see what they bring because this is going to be very curious. And of how of how the leader is going to look. I'm also curious yeah. about the design. True. Yeah. But also speaking of really good new logos, Daredevil Boy. Daredevil! Yo, this Dude. new logo is fucking fire. <laughs> it's I, it's like so emblem. simple, but it's it's like you said, Spicy, is the, the DD <laughs> emblem in the red circle is just fucking lit, dude. Um, We've already heard that um, filming is going to begin uh, next year. We're going to get 18 episodes. And Charlie Cox said that he's excited to, you know, start working on Daredevil again in double the amount of time. So very, very excited. We're going to get more episodes. Um, I think these episodes are actually going to be 45 minutes long. Oh, please. Because I think uh, Feige's a smart guy. He would be doing a disservice to fans that love the Netflix series to give us a Daredevil show that's only like 23 fucking minutes per episode. That's not going to happen whatsoever. Um, so spicy starting with you what's your excitement level uh for born again i'm excited I, when i announced it, i was like yes i love charlie cox i love the netflix series you know i had some quarrels with it but i enjoyed it um but as for the, the logo change i was like literally just took his emblem from the comics right off and just pasted on it and i was like yes i love it thoughts and it's red um I'm excited. Excited to see him show up in She-Hulk. I think Thursday, maybe. Hopefully, we'll see. They've been posting clips between um Jen and him. Have a little something, something going on. He's but, definitely in it. But I'm excited because oh, I I just he's definitely in it. <laughs> no, I mean yeah, yeah. But I'm excited for his own series that you know like deserving. Like I love Daredevil the character. I feel like he's really cool and important to MCU on many occasions. Um, but I just. I love him because I'm so excited. I love I love Daredevil. I love how he can whoop ass by reading your heartbeats. And then they show that and send in a clip from She-Hulk. So I'm really excited for this series, man. I love Charlie Cox. Again, I've said that three times already, but I'm excited to see Marvel get these series and bring them into the fold again. Because I, I enjoyed the first half of all those series. You know, we're not talking about Defenders. We're not talking about that. But, we're gonna, you know, I'm just excited to see them the revamping of all of this. Chris? Dude, Daredevil is one of my favorite Marvel characters. The Netflix show is definitely the best of all of those shows that they ended up making with Netflix. And we've talked on this podcast a couple of times about actors who were born to play specific roles. 
And Charlie Cox is one of those actors who was born to play Matt Murdock. I'm glad that he's getting 18 episodes. Please let it be 45 minute run times. Don't let it be a half hour series. Um, I'm interested to see if the Netflix shows matter uh, when the show comes out. You know, it's called Born Again. Yes, Born Again is the title of a very famous uh, Daredevil comic run, but it could be, it could have a double meaning. You know, with Daredevil returning to Marvel Studios, they could be revamping the character a bit. I've heard people say both. I've heard Charlie Cox say that it is like a soft reboot. I've heard other people say that they're just keeping what they want to keep from the Netflix series. Thankfully, with the multiverse, they could very easily just be like, variant dude, like Netflix still matters if you want it to. But like, this is technically a different Matt Murdock with some similar things going on. But yeah, I, I absolutely cannot wait for this show to come out. Um, it, I, I'm just praying that it's good. I'm wondering if if Foggy and uh, Karen Page are going to come back. 100%, we'll, dude. You know it. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to come back. And uh, like and like you said, man, like there, there's something special about the Daredevil show and like what it did for that Netflix universe. Um, I think Jessica Jones season one is equally as good as any season. Absolutely, Absolutely. I love Jessica Jones. Yeah, it, it's so good. And um, I would love to see again with the multiverse. You could just easily say that the Netflix u universe was a different universe, but it's very similar to ours. Mm -hmm. So some things can translate, and some things simply didn't happen because we're in a different universe. So you can keep everything that's important and just get rid of anything that might conflict with the MCU timeline. Easy, so easy. Uh, Abe, what what are your thoughts on uh, Born Again? What's your excitement level? Look, one thing that is not up for debate is the fact that the Netflix Marvel shows, Daredevil was the best of the best. Daredevil gave us some of the most exciting moments action-wise, storytelling-wise, just, and it served as the nexus of the Marvel, uh, of the Netflix Marvel shows. You know, we got uh, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Defenders, even though uh, and I will, I will softly mention. We don't Empire. talk about Iron Fist real quick, and then I'm gonna bring. It I don't know what back. you're talking Defenders about. Anyway, we don't. We don't. Right. We don't talk did about. Just cut out. Did his mic just cut out? Yeah, he, yeah, said, it, he said. He said Iron Woods. I I I, you know, I said like I meant Iron ambient Man. Ambient noise. I I said Iron Man. Um, but look, <laughs> what we're about to get. This is all. Everybody who's had criticisms about the Disney Plus series and whatnot. I'm hard pressed to to not believe that Daredevil: Born Again is going to reassure all of those fans who have felt some type of way about the Disney Plus shows. I feel like you can you can relax. Don't don't worry. The fact that this is 18 episodes, even Cox's statement, doubled the time. It makes me feel like yeah, don't don't even. I'm not even concerned about them saying like here we're about to give you 18. 23 minute uh, episodes. Now, I I fully believe we're going to get the full 45 to an hour long. I really do. We're about to get some A1 storytelling, A1 character development, character growth. Even if it is a soft reboot, that's fine to fit. I It's expected if you're going to fit it into the current MCU. I'm expecting some changes, but I'm still expecting Cox to give us that A1 
acting that made us love the fucking Netflix shows. Even now, I have restarted my re-binge of that because I I'm, I want to get ready. It's I so want good. to remind myself of how great that show was. Season one was fire. The fight scenes Season are crazy. Two, it were. was like, it was magnificent. We talked about remember when we talked about Shang Chi. I said that was we mentioned that was the best fight choreography in the MCU. But we also acknowledge that Daredevil, I believe so. I believe we also acknowledge that Daredevil gave us that good, good. We're about to get that, that, that good, good again. All right. We're about to get, yo, I expect minimal complaints when that show drops. I expect all the critics to be like, oh, well, well first of all, they won't own up to, to their own misgivings and whatnot. So accountability does not exist in this world, apparently. But I expect critics to be like, told you that they're already saying it yeah y'all about to really know what peak peak uh mcu storytelling is when daredevil comes in all your shows miss marvel all that she ho it's about to bow down to the goat you know what and that we can agree the goat daredevil is coming back give me all of it give me all of it i cannot wait dude if this show airs weekly people are going to be talking about daredevil for months yeah, dude. Legit. Yes. It's Legit. gonna own the conversation for months. It's At least weeks. People love vigilantes. I'm sorry. Like people yeah. love vigilantes. They're, you know, I'm, I love superheroes, but vigilantes get things done, and they they Daredevil does one that. Of the better ones. Yeah. And again, it's it's not even. I don't think it's just the vigilantes. It's the fact that. We got really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like when you look back at the Daredevil show, you wanted to keep watching the next episode. You wanted to, you were glued. You were getting a real origin, real work Don't with the hand. Me. Electra. Don't Electra. Me, but season two, episode six, I believe that's the episode where um, Punisher has um, Matt like chained up mm-hmm. on the roof of that building. That is one of the single greatest episodes of comic book television, period. When they're just having a conversation about they're like ideology. Just talking yes. about ideologies. Yes. Yes. It is one of the Bleed best out. episodes of comic book TV, fucking period. And I think what also has me more excited is that this is cementing itself in the MCU. So we know it's going to connect and act as a bridge to other stuff. And when you do that, you only make me more excited for what's to come. Because while we enjoyed the the Netflix uh, version, I call it Netflix version just because it debuted on Netflix. Did we not get excited for Jessica Jones? Did we not get excited for uh, Luke Cage? Did we not get excited for Iron Man? Did we not? We got excited for And that's it. Even if it turned out the way that we still got excited, we cut Punisher because of what Daredevil did. And they're Yo. doing that again. I love it. <laughs> the reason is at the tie-in again. Boy, I'll, take, I'll take Iron Fist season one over um Thor three. Over, what show, um... James? What was that? <laughs> Wait, I will what? take Iron Fist season one over a Luke Cage season two any day. I think Luke oh, Cage wow. season two was absolute dog shit. Oh yeah, for for sure. Hands down. The melanin I stopped watching, stop watching every season two. I was like, I'm the melanin in me refuses to to agree with you, but the logical side of me <laughs> says there may I be a point, tried. but I don't have to admit it. It's I, okay. Look, 
I was there in my college. I was, I was pro black. I was wearing an uncle necklace. I could not get through season two. It was just too corny. It was doing too much dabbing and coffee. I was, I was so tired of that damn word. I was like, oh my freaking God, just stop. Corny. Yeah. yeah. But Vash, <laughs> let me let me get your thoughts on this so, so we can move on to Thunderbolts. I have worked with people that have worked on Daredevil season one, two, and three. And just hearing their experience on the show, I've worked with the people that that have done the camera work photos action scenes and i have like i i've spoken in depth with them and how great it was they have spoken very highly about charlie cox and everything the one thing i'm excited for about for the show to finally be released is to know once us the audience knows if this netflix versus connected or not because i'm tired of all the marketing or all the news articles or all the news outlets saying that it's loosely based reboot there's his own universe, so I'm I can't wait to finally have the open book close. Uh, okay, cool. This is an actual reboot. This was its own season. Born again. That's what I'm waiting for. And to see any of our own version of character, Luke Cage, you know Jessica Jones, like we all have said it. Can't wait to see if they do come back or not. Um, if they recast Iron Fist or not, whatever happens for his character. So that's the one thing I can't wait for to see wrap up for this show to finally come to air in 18 episodes. That's just, it's just, it's just awesome to finally get a full show. And if we're going to get season two, can't wait because why not? Because you have to like, and like I said, at the beginning Spider-Man, just please. Can we just get them on screen as the superhero outfit and the superhero outfit of Daredevil? Just want to see both of them on screen, like we like we'll be getting this week with our girl She Hulk. So I can't wait to see that Spider Man movie with Daredevil and Kingpin. That's what I please, want. please, yes. I want to see that. Yes. All right. So let's let's move on to Thunderbolts. Uh, very excited for Thunderbolts. Um, at D twenty three, we got our first look at the roster for the Thunderbolts. It's going to be Yelena, Red Guardian, Bucky, Ghost, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent, and then we got Val. Someone who is noticeably missing is our boy Zemo. But um, Campia, John Campia, actually brought this up on Twitter. Um, there was some website that had Zemo in the URL. Yeah, um, I think he's all... still in the movie. Yeah, we. I I definitely think that um that he's going to end up running it. I don't think Val's going to be around that long, if I'm being honest. I think um, I think Zemo's going to come in and kind of take over. I will say the one person on this roster that I did not think was going to be on the roster was Red Guardian. I had uh, Abomination in his, in his place, and everyone else that's there, it's like, okay, yeah, these were the people that we expected to be on the team so spicy tossing it to you uh what did you what do you think about this roster and what's your excitement level for thunderbolts so it, it uh abomination could very much still be potentially with thunderbolts because they were hinting at that and she holds he was like he, he kept saying his seven lovers or whatever there's seven up here or whatever <laughs> like so i you know i was just like this is a troll but i really do feel he, he kept saying under a government organization with men in jail so we're like it's a Thunderbolt organization, but right now he's probably under rash because of this trial. So, you know, that's probably why he probably is in this film, but I think he's going to be part of it. Um, but I'm excited. I, I love Taskmaster. I want to see her kind of revamped in the way that I wanted her that didn't really deliver and Black Widow. So I'm kind of um, amplified for that. I love ghosts. Oh my freaking God. I love to see that ghost is in this too. Um, 
love Yelena. I love, you know, everyone else. But um, yeah, I'm excited. This is definitely a crew that we've been seeing um, be um, picked by Val um, and the series that we've been watching in movies and films. So I'm excited to see how this Motley crew gets together and, you know, and wreaks havoc on the world to save people, save lives. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got four super soldiers a widow and a half and ghost. It, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Chris, what's, what's your thoughts on the roster? I think this was the most exciting news dropped at D23. I absolutely love everyone on this team. I can't wait to see Red Guardian interact with Yelena again. The dynamic in Black Widow was so much fun. I can't wait to see Bucky interact with US Agent because they have history as well. So there's going to be a lot of weird conflict within the team. And I was just thinking about this as we were talking. What if this movie is like a prison break film where they have to break Zemo out of prison? Because isn't he currently still in prison after Falcon the Winter Soldier? He, he had his butler prison. like do some things at the end of that show, but he himself was still in a prison cell. Yeah. So they, that could be part of the film, them having to break him out. Uh, and then yes. things happen from there. But yeah, I mean, I love... Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I've loved her since Seinfeld. So I, I was so excited to see her join the MCU. She's such a talented actress. Uh, this is going to be a, a really fun movie. And uh, I just hope it's better than the original Suicide Squad film. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely won't be will. hard. Won't be hard. My my favorite member on this list is Ghost 100%. Like, Ghost it's going to be cool to see her like powers. master her powers. Yeah, yes. her powers are amazing. I She's think taking she the is... only one with powers on that team. It's true. <laughs> yeah, outside of the super soldiers, but yeah, like she is, she is, she's gonna be it's, awesome. It's giving Young Justice season one, where it's like everyone's gonna be doing their own thing and just not cooperating whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to see Taskmaster get some actual fucking characterization. Yeah, you know what that'd I mean? Because I mean, like, she, if I'm being honest, she fucking sucked in Black Widow, man. Like, she was not interesting, compelling Bro. at all. I'm like, you guys kind of ruined Taskmaster. Like, it was, it was okay, but it wasn't good enough. So I'm hoping that this is a leap forward towards the Taskmaster that we actually know and love. But Abe, what's your excitement level for Thunderbolts and what do you think of the roster? First of all, I love Zemo, so a prison break of Zemo sounds appropriate, to be honest, and exciting. Um, but if I don't ever get any Zemo, I'm going to be upset. Two, I don't know why, but it's not necessarily Bucky and um, the U.S. agents interaction I'm looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to how everybody reacts to the U.S. agent, because the other day I saw it. There was a clip on Twitter floating around of the scene when U.S. agent goes berserk yeah. when he was as Cap in Winter Soldier. And watching that moment where his friend dies and he loses his shit, I was just like, hold on. I think I grossly underappreciated this scene. Like, my man lost his shit. And he, he, he wilded out. He legit murdered someone with the shield with no regard of being in the public. And then Thunderbolts was the roster for uh, for Thunderbolts was announced, and I just said, I I can't believe this, but I'm really looking forward to seeing USH again. I'm really looking forward to seeing John Walker. I want to see how are you now? Where's your head at? Probably still. What are you crazy. looking forward to? Yeah, but 
man, I can't wait. How will the others react to you? Because it's not like I, I fail to imagine that they won't have heard of what you've done. You know, how would they react? Yelena, how will she react to you? Red Guardian and Yelena's in, uh, getting back together is super exciting because honestly, Yelena and Red Guardian were the best thing for me in Black Widow. And how Red, Guardi Red Guardian tried, did I call him Guardian? Red Guardian tried to be this, just a great father figure, even though he knew he wasn't their father, but it's like, Easy I try. still love you girls. It's, I can't wait to, and I guess it's just we're used to the actor being in such a fatherly role. Yes, yes. So seeing him again, being the old, old head, remember when he was so about, oh yeah, you know, I used to, me and Cap, we go way back. It's like, you know he's going to bring that up again. Dude, you know he's going to bring that up. And having Bucky Barnes there to hear that. Yes! Like, you're full of yes. shit, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I was that there. did not happen. <laughs> it did, the way Bucky's going to be like, wait, what? I don't like, remember you. That, that never, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you know who? <laughs> it's, I can't wait. Thunderbolts, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, dude. And the dynamic that you brought up, um, I'm interested in seeing how Yelena does react to U.S. agent because, let, let's be honest, John Walker is under the influence of the super soldier serum. That's why he's fucking berserk and he went crazy, right? I think that Yelena can kind of empathize with that because she was a puppet for Dracoff. Mm -hmm. So I think she can kind of empathize with that and kind of be like, yeah, you did a bad thing, but th what you're doing now is what matters moving forward, uh, doing the right thing. So I, I think all of these relationships can be really interesting yelena and um taskmaster as well like i I'm, i want to see that relationship come True. together on screen because she's never really gotten to experience any kind of sisterhood and now that yelena has lost her sister we could get that as well so she has like kate bishop and now she has like taskmaster that has this like sisterhood so i think that's something you can play on as well this vash, movie's gonna be awesome oh yeah it's gonna be mm -hmm. fucking sick dude but vash what are mm -hmm. your what are your thoughts on the the, the roster when i saw this picture the first thing that came up to me is if you guys remember in the movie the suicide squad when they introduced two people that have literally the same set the same set of skills and literally um i think it was john Cena the character said i do i do the same shit he does but i do it much better so when i saw this roster everyone towards the right of ghost literally does the same exact shit they all have their own type of super soldier type of serum power, or they all have almost the same exact skill. So I'm like, the only difference is that they all have their own problems internally, and their dynamics are going to be so fucking different and toxic, which is going to be very <laughs> interesting. Like, you know, Tan Master, US Agent, Bucky, two of them don't like each other because they both have like a mentor, you know, with Bucky. His mentor was actually his best friend. US agent just look up to him and he has the set of skills to actually do it. But Red Guardian, they'll be like, yeah. I was friends with him. Like, no, my dude, you was never friends with him. So like this whole different type of dynamics is going to be very interesting, very fluent. But it's just going to be very intriguing why it's going to be called Thunderbolts with no type of Red Hulk abomination, like no type of actual Hulk person from the comics. But at the same time, we know this is the MCU. They are loosely, like very loosely threads based. It, it, it's like a wind of a blanket, like so loosely. At the end of the day, I'm excited for this. Um, 
but it's like many people said that this is the current roster. Who knows if this is the official roster by the time, by the time the film you know starts to begin, and by the time the end of the film, any of them could die, any of them could be added. Who knows? So at the end of the day, it's like this is the current thing they're trying to promote for us. Who knows at the end of the day if this is all true? So I'm very excited for this because we know, we know Marvel slash MCU likes to lie to us and then switch it up at the end of the film like they have done in some trailers abomination's coming y'all i'm sorry like it, if you're watching she hulk he's coming like they're hinting at it like it's so obvious it's yeah, so like, painstakingly there's obvious. no way the whole government tells it like <laughs> yeah for one condition you can never turn to abomination i'm like yeah that was bro, like, like yeah i really think that's gonna happen we've him. seen him as abomination in footage in the trailers after yeah. the episodes we've seen so so i'm like yeah i really think this boy's gonna keep his from the like now. Nah. Yeah, no. What if the prison breaks for abomination? He's getting out because Jenna's Jenna's getting him out. Oh, he's gotcha. out on bail right now. That's oh, why okay. he's already yeah. out. Yeah. So he's, he's okay. already out. I've only on, seen like... the first episode of She Hulk. So oh, right. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. He's literally oh. he's literally okay. said my seven soulmates so many times in that episode. Okay. And it was so I'm like, okay, Thunderbolt. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> makes sense. All right, so let's move on to the Marvels. I am very excited about this. Iman Vellani absolutely blew me away in Miss Marvel. I can't wait for this movie. We got some plot details. It is going to be a team up movie, and it's going to explore how the three of their powers are all linked together. I thought this was really, really cool. Um, whenever each of them use their individual powers, they end up swapping places with another one of them. So I think that's really, really cool um, going into the film, them switching places. And again, it being a team-up movie. Um, there were some leaks that came out that also said that um, we're going to explore Carol Danvers being uh, a villain to the Kree on Hala. I think that's going to be really interesting because she's seen as this icon, this hero all across the planet, but she's seen as a villain here. And then on top of that, we'll get the dynamic between her and Monica. Like, Hey, where the fuck were you this whole time? Like my mom had cancer. She fucking died. Where have you been? So Carol's going to be going through it in this. Um, also kind of like realizing that she's a mentor to Miss Marvel as well and managing that. So there's going to be really cool dynamics between these characters. I think Nia DaCosta directing this is brilliant. She did an incredible job with um, with the Candyman remake. I think it's leagues better than the original. I gave that movie five out of five. It's fucking incredible. I'm so excited for her to be directing this. So Spicy, starting with you, hit me with your excitement level for the Marvels. I'm, I I love it. I was when I when I heard them making um the Marvels, I was intrigued with how they're gonna bring all three characters together, and this was perfect. Very Freaky Friday. I love it. Um, walk a mile in my shoes, great. But like you said about having Carol go through both a leadership role, a mentorship role for both for both Monica and Kamala, but one with a deeper history, one with a completely new character. You're like, what the hell, like what's going on and how, how their powers interlock together. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I love Monica Rambeau and I'm excited to see how, cause they're saying leaks for like, I guess Monica and Carol switch. So now Monica's on, um, on the Creed. So she's going to be exploring kind of like Carol, which in the comments, we all know Monica is actually the first original Captain Marvel. So it's going to be interesting to see how they um, put her character in that light, um, as well as now Kamala's on the sword ship. 
all of that crazy stuff going on. I'm, I'm like, I'm really excited. And it seemed like the cast is having a lot of fun with each other from what I saw on stage. Um, and just a, three different, three different personalities coming together and, and showing nothing but representation on, on um, screen. So I'm, I'm really excited. I love Nia DaCosta. I love Candy Man um, for sure. So I'm excited for this. I really am. I love, I love Captain Marvel. Probably by, by popular belief, I did enjoy the film, had quarrels with it, but I did enjoy the character. And I, but I love Monica Rambeau, Photon, all of that. So I'm excited. Chris, dude, this movie is going to be a ton of fun. I think the the tone is going to be comedic, more comedic than the first Captain Marvel film. But I love Damon Villani and Miss Marvel. I cannot wait to see the levity she brings to Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau. James, you know, a couple months ago, I sent you a full plot leak of this movie. Uh, and there are a ton of, if if the plot leak turns out to be true, uh, and so far it seems like a lot of the things are based on what we've seen, uh, this movie's going to be a blast. It's going to be uh, just spicy. You want that? <laughs> you want the plot leak? <laughs> uh, we There have been rumors that there's going to be a full musical number in the film which I think is going to be really interesting to see. I can't wait to see what Abe thinks of this movie once it comes out. I don't Abe, how do you feel about uh, the Marvels? Look, Brie Larson tweeted out a picture recently of the Marvel cast, and she captioned it saying, Trolls Combust, and I'm <laughs> here for it. I'm I saw that. <laughs> here for all of it. Look, I, I was actually talking to... Um, to, to the lady, the special lady in my life about why do people hate Brie Larson again? And I thought she had said something or done something Jeez. and it was more so, it seemed to stem from just her performance as Captain, as, as Captain Marvel in the movie. Didn't she and say something like, during press like she could care less whether men enjoy Captain Marvel or not? Or it, was, like it was that, and she was like, the whole doing the stunts thing, she's like, other captains were complaining about it, and she was like, it wasn't that hard. Something on those lines, people were like, so getting stupid. irritated with her about okay, it. Okay, so people don't really have a legitimate reason. No, they don't. No. Okay, so <laughs> me knowing that, I'm just like, Brie Larson, do your fucking I so all of you do real your quick. goddamn fucking thing. Real quick, so I'm kind of in the middle of these people. I think Brie Larson is an incredible actress, period. I love everything that she does. The first time I saw her was in 21 Drum Street, and I've been in love with her since. It might have actually been uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That might have been the first thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. She's great I, for me. I think she is incredible in whatever she does. If I'm being honest, the writing has not served her for her to prove to me that she's Carol Danvers. She's in the suit, and all I see is Brie Larson, if I'm being honest, right? But I think that's a writing problem. I don't think the writing of the first Captain Marvel really gave me Carol Danvers. So I'm just waiting for more, and I think the Marvels can do that. And when that happens, I'll be more on the, the Brie Larson ship. But I think it's a writing problem. These other people, they're just pissed off because she's a super powerful woman with Oscar nominations on her belt, and she's... She's very opinionated. Typical, She's opinionated. And people don't fucking like it. That's that's they really don't. all it is. But Abe, continue. Sorry. Like like she said, trolls can bust. Look, we're about to get a fun project because that. I'm I'm looking forward to Kamala's uh, involvement. Like you mentioned, Chris, the levity that she'll bring to 
especially the serious character of that Brie Larson is playing in Carol, because that's like JP mentioned, the writing is leaves much to be desired. Captain Marvel as a movie was boring to me. Um, I didn't hate Brie Larson. I just, just I, look, I found Captain America one to be boring too. I think in Captain Marvel's sense, it's just the writing like JP mentioned, but she, Brie Larson impresses me for some reason. And I think it's just the way she's handling this. Like she was asked, are you, uh, are you looking forward to playing Captain Marvel? She was like, I don't know, do, do, do people want me to play her? Like just joking. I'm like, have fun. You know what? I like the way you handling all this. Let's go. So I'm looking forward to watching the movie. I'm, I'm actually look very much looking forward to it, especially since hello, hello, the Rambo. <laughs> we get to <laughs> hello, hello. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Vash? Like Abe said, I'm here for it. Like, we're going to get more of the Marvels. Uh, are we going to get more to the comics of the bands, more of the older version of the Marvels? That's all. That is all to be determined. Am I excited for the musical? It. As long as it's better than Steve Rogers' musical, that's I'm all for it. As long as it's better than that, then I could hear that all day, you know, pun intended. Uh, I just I just hope the best and success for the actress Iman because she, the way she does her interviews is so joyful. For anybody that checks her interviews out for D23. She's so hyped for this film. She's so happy to work for MCU. She was so happy to meet Karen Feige again and these other people. The Kingpin, like she, like she, girl, just spoke with genuine heart. And as a fan, girl works for the MCU, but she's also a fan at the end of the day. And she's not part of all these projects. So at the end of the day, she's also a fan of these other projects that she's not part of. So just seeing this reaction, seeing that what she's happy for. This is anybody's dream, a girl's dream, anybody. So just to see this happen, I just hope for the best for, you know, for this film, because, you know, there's a lot of people like to get backlash for no apparent reason. And then they um, can't wait to see what's done and to see how it expands the cosmic side of of the Marvel Universe, because we've been getting more with the Thor stuff. But I can't wait to see more of the Kree stuff and what other else we're going to get with our characters and lore of them. Yeah, man. I'm very excited for the Marvels. Yeah, Chris will share out the, the leaks if you guys want them. Because the stuff that they that they included, if it's true, it's really cool. Uh, I don't think it's like a, a major spoiler to say like they're going to be exploring incursions as well. So it's like mm-hmm. we, we got that in Multiverse okay. of Madness. There's a room of, it, of an incursion in this. And then uh, I believe... There was a a rumor of an incursion in Wakanda Forever as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I I think I Don't can't remember. Me. I'll have to look. I can't I... remember. There was a lot of details. There I know was I sent some you that other too. thing that had. I think an I sent Abe that as well. Yeah, you did. I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I mean, in case. At the end, at the end of the audience don't want to see it. At the end of most Madness, I mean, hello, we get what's her name? She's like, there's incursions, so it's like it makes right. sense. Yeah, but they're definitely going to be exploring that and how like we're going through a lot of stuff in this multiverse saga, which is why I don't really understand what people are talking about with like phase four and like it not having a direction and all that crap. But anyways, uh, one of the next projects, the final thing that we're going to be talking about tonight that's going to be capping off uh, 
the MCU phase four Black Panther Wakanda forever. I am beyond excited for this film. I saw Barbarian last night and they played the Wakanda forever trailer. And every time it plays, I'm trying not to cry because Chadwick Boseman was such a huge inspiration to my life as a black man, as, as a content creator, as a being, uh, the man just embodied everything that I would want to aspire to be. And to know that this is going on without him hurts me in so many different ways. But I know that Ryan Coogler and the cast, it, it's in good hands. I know they're going to make an incredible film. And based on these plot details, we are going to get something truly incredible. Um, the film is said to focus on the world trying to capitalize on getting Wakanda's resources, uh, especially vibranium. Uh, we're going to see Angela Bassett's Queen Ramonda go up against uh, world leaders trying to get access to vibranium and other Wakandan resources, mercenaries breaking into different Wakandan facilities trying to get vibranium. And uh, the rumor is that that's the reason why Namor is coming to uh, Wakanda because he also wants Wakanda's resources and he also wants some vibranium. Um, so we're going to see some conflict there as well. Some exclusive footage that they showed gave us an in-depth look into a fight with uh, M'Baku and Namor. That's going to be fucking lit. We got some, uh, they got some more footage of the new Black Panther in the suit. So that's going to be fucking dope. Uh, there's a lot more uh, gold and black to it. It's different to Killmonger's design, but still following that gold and black trim. Very, very excited for this. The film drops November 11th. Can't fucking wait, guys. This is going to be an incredible film. I believe Feige said on stage that this is like the biggest thing they've ever done, which is high praise for yeah. this movie. So very, very, again, very, very excited for Wakanda Forever. This is going to he be... He also said The Eternals was the best film that they've ever made. Yeah, he, he did say that. So... <laughs> yeah, that, take that with a grain of salt. But um, well, the war between Wakanda and the Atlanteans with the rest of the world trying to get Wakanda's resources, there's a lot going on in this film. Um, in the beginning of the film, it is still unknown, the cause of King T'Challa's death. I think that's interesting. Um, for no one to know exactly how he died and to explore that. Um, I would love to see some Dora Milaje uh, people investigating King T'Challa's death to look into That'd that kind cool. of stuff. So Wakanda Forever is promising a lot of different things. Um, so I am beyond excited for this. this. is one of my most anticipated things for the rest of the year. So um, Spicy, I'm going to toss it to you. With all of those details I just mentioned, um, with the new with the trailer that they dropped at SDCC, all of that stuff... What is your excitement level for Wakanda Forever? I am like 10,000. I'm, I'm, there's so many things that I feel like Marvel can introduce in just this film alone. And I mean, I guess that is, is the most they've ever, ever done. So, I mean, yes. Um, I, I'm excited for Anika to come with Michelle Coella. They announced that she's playing Anika um, from in, in the comics. So, and I think she's like one of the one of the head guards of Dora Milaje, and she actually leads the I think Revolt and um, one of the comics because um, in the trailer she has like the oval like um, uniform on. So um, I'm excited to see her character and see how she kind of like splits Dora Milaje in half because that's what happens in the comics. Um, I'm excited to see um, Nakia. Um, I'm praying that they that they that they hint at her being malice because she turns evil, but she goes to the mystical side of um, 
of the of Wakanda's um spirituality stuff, kind of like what Sherry does, but she kind of does it for evil. And her green outfit kind of like I feel like caters to that. But there's so many Easter eggs. I feel like in a trailer alone, I feel that they can do just Namor alone. You know, they're saying he's a mutant. Um, so it's just it's so it's so much they can do in this film, and I'm really excited. Um, with the Book of Ashanti and what you call it being you know destroyed, a lot can happen in this film. Um, I'm just, it's gonna be a nice long film. It's gonna be a crime film. It's gonna be action led, and I'm really excited. I just I don't know what to say. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I also I want you to speak on like the the change of Tony Stark being Riri's mentor and changing that to Shuri. I think that's really yes. important for young women today, period. I think it's important for the MCU. And I think it just makes sense that Shuri would be more of a mentor to Riri. So if you can just speak on that real quick. Yeah, I, I, I love how they're how they um they turn that. Um, aspect because in the comics they're kind of like the same age and more of like an rivalry tip and I think it's time to change that because we, we saw that with like you know Dr. Strange and Tony but I'm glad that we're seeing two black young black minds <laughs> black women minds come together um to appreciate each other and also it's a homage to um how Sherry was with with T'Challa how they're very much chilling in the crib you know learning new science with her upgrading his tech so seeing how she's that role for Riri who's just beyond comparison i i'm just 100 excited um black panther was great for a lot of black kids i feel like and it did numbers and i really do feel like this is going to top that um on so many levels and i think quarrels that we have with the first film other things like that it's just going to be just blow it out of the water and i'm i'm really excited to see how this all transpires and i'm beyond excited like for real <laughs> chris hit me I don't think I'm emotionally ready for this fucking movie. <laughs> but everything that I've read and everything that I've seen, this movie sounds like it's going to be awesome. And uh, I just really hope that... I have faith that Ryan Coogler is going to be able to pull it off, even without Chadwick Boseman. And I, I have to echo everything you said about Chadwick, man. He was like... Saintly, I think, is like one of the best ways to describe how he lived his life. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a strong finish. Please be a strong finish for phase four of the MCU. Yeah, man. Abe. We're getting closure. We're getting much needed closure, you know, for ever since Chadwick Boseman passed away, there's been this sense of loss, not only for the Black Panther franchise, but for all of the MCU, the future of the MCU, because how exciting Chadwick was as T'Challa, knowing that, yo, we have so many projects coming out where we get to see Chadwick interact with other of our favorite characters, especially once, you know, they got the properties to all the characters back in. We were looking forward. We were, everybody was looking forward to T'Challa versus Namor. We were excited about that. We were excited to see what how they would translate that from the comics. Yeah. And then he passed away. And since then, we were wondering, like, what happens now? Because this definitely throws a serious wrench in the plans for the MCU. What are you going to do? Are you going to recast? You know how people were debating about whether you recast, whether you wait, what, what do you do? We'll finally get our answers. Everybody's been waiting for this moment. And from the trailer, it's very clear what direction they're going to take. 
and also the fact that I'm I'm so glad and I'm not surprised at all. It's, it's why I respect Kugler so much. It's we're getting that moment as fans to be, as fans of Black Panther, as fans of the MCU to come together in a movie theater and mourn as a family, as as an MCU family, as a Marvel fan base. We get an opportunity to mourn. And I respect that they're giving us that moment. And they're going to do it in a way that doesn't detract from the story, but actually helps fuel it. Because the conflict becomes like, hey, Prince, uh, Queen Ramonda, what's good? What's good with Wakanda and the rest of the world? What's, what's up? You, you, gonna, you got allies, you got enemies, you gonna partake, what's good with that vibranium? Let me hold some of you. This are these are all things we want to see T'Challa take care of, but we won't be able to see that we'll take care of. But now we get to see everybody else deal with that, and we get to move on as a family, move on as a franchise. And I'm excited to see what happens. This is going to be a really good movie, especially as a way to end Phase Four, because as you mentioned, Chris, you have mentioned on this platform how Phase Four is is that transition period. Yeah. Phase four is the transition period to all the stuff that everybody is is buying for. Is everybody's constantly complaining that oh, this is where is the we're in the mid CU now, blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now we're about to conclude with a with a film that gives us everything we would want. We're gonna get comedy. We're gonna get romance. We're gonna get love. We're gonna get our emotions pulled on. We're gonna get dope action. We're gonna get great storytelling. Because what's the next project after this? Quantumania. <laughs> this is this movie is going to do numbers. I'm super excited to see what it does because you know, look, Top Gun Maverick just became number five. It surpassed Black Panther one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm excited to see where Black Panther two ends up on the domestic record. I think it'll do exactly the same as the first one, like around like one point four or five, whatever. I it is. think it does that so coming well out in November. It, exactly. I think it does so well it surpasses Holiday. Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Is is we go see hey, Top Gun Maverick just did something that has that has surpassed two projects that have been standing there for a couple years. People are and a few months afterwards, exactly. A few months afterwards, Black Panther Two is like, "Hey, <laughs> dude, look, uh, Tom Cruise, we appreciate you, but uh, make way for the king." Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so many people are gonna uh-huh. go see this movie. Yeah, multiple mm-hmm. times. I guarantee yes. it. Yes. Didn't the first yes. one come out in February, like Black History yes. Month? Yeah, and now, it now, like, it's perfect the way that they're placing yes. this film. I like, plan. I plan to see this film already five times just because, and I don't see films that lie in theaters more than once. I like to see it at home, but I already plan to see this more than once. Yeah, just just to piggyback off of what you were saying, Abe, like, as fucked up as this sounds, it's like Chadwick's passing allows Shuri to grow. Because if you remember where she was um, during the, the ritual fights, she, she didn't believe in it. She just wanted to wrap it up so she can get to the food, so she can get back to the lab. But yeah. her, T'Challa dying, her being forced into, which I believe she's going to become the new Black Panther. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's going to force her to mature in a lot of different ways and take on a lot, of, a lot more responsibility to help her mom and to be a rock for Wakanda. So it's just like, I... It's it's fucked up, but his his absence gives Shuri's character a lot of growth. 
And to be honest, I I called I called the um, anticipation of Sherry being Black Panther back when like the blip happened, when the snap happened, where they never showed her going off screen and her go she did off screen. I was like, okay, like, whatever. But I was just like, that would have been great to kind of have her temporarily uphold the mantle while Wakanda is like recovering after the snap. But we never got that. But Sherry, sadly, Sherry got snapped too, though. No, I'm saying they, but they never showed it. But it was like, I think Feige was like, oh, and then it was like, oh, yeah, she got snapped off screen. So before I knew that, I was like, okay, it'd be cool if we could see that because right, right, we right. never saw her get snapped on screen. But now that we're kind of getting that under unfortunate circumstances, um, I'm excited to see that because, you know, obviously it happens in the comics. Um, she she also fights no more too. <laughs> so I'm excited to see um, this all kind of come to a conclusion. And like you said, see her rise up into that leadership role. Um, it's in the new age of, of, of young heroes take these important, leadership roles like 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 peter like sherry with the younger generation with riri and my miss marvel and all of that i'm really excited to see the um, a lot of these heroes go come into their own um with these older generation heroes dying off or choosing new positions um but mainly sherry i love her and i'm excited to see her um hold that hold that weight on her <laughs> as she should <laughs> like i love it vash What's your thoughts on Wakanda Forever? What's your excitement level? I'm excited for it because I was one of the earliest people that saw the film when it first came out, Black Panther, many years ago. And I met Ryan Coogler, Chadwick Boseman, and the cast of Black Panther. And until this day, I'm still still trying to find my pictures where I have, where I've taken with them. Um, and I don't want to say it's lost forever because I still want to try to try to find it if it's my old Facebook, old accounts, old phones, who the hell knows. But to s- this film is going to make anybody who's a fan of Chadwick, who's a fan of Black Panther, who's a fan of of the MCU, anything involving anything involving Chadwick, you will get emotional in this film. And like um, Chris said, like people will see this film multiple times once it comes out on uh, to the holiday, and then this film is still out in the following year in January, where it's a slow season. That film will still make more money. So this film will be making money on probably until Ant Man three comes out. So that's until February. So it will just go around full circle at the end of the day. So this film brings a lot of emotional baggage which is not a bad thing which is a great thing for it because for that trailer the score the music and the lines of even when the actress of who plays his mom says that i've lost everything my whole family you have taken away a lot of things from me i'm the queen now it's like all those things just gets more impactful the more you hear it and the more like it speaks in a fourth wall without speaking in a fourth wall breaking. It's like shit. And it just makes you wonder like for the past three, four years since it has happened, people wonder where are we going to be? The window's getting closer. So it's about to be sure for us to finally find out and for us to kind of move forward. Cause this is the last property of his that before of his passing for us to know where the story ends and then from there where the story is going to begin. So I'm very excited for this film. I know all of us is going to be very emotional once we start to try to review this film. So it's going to be very hype and saddened for anybody, content creators that have any type of connection for this character and for this actor, because 
this film and this actor is very important for a lot of people in the black community, but also in the people of color community. So I can't wait to see what it brings. Yeah, dude, I saw Black Panther eight times in theaters. I could not get enough of it. It's, it's just, again, right, you you don't get a lot of huge casts of all black people. It's usually fucking slavery movies or, like, some old war movie where it's like, oh, you fucking niggers want to get free? Fight on the front lines. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, that's usually the only time you, you get a full black cast. And this was the first time we got this epic film huge budget all black cast about a black royal family a bulletproof black king who is king and warrior of his nation the greatest nation on the planet there there's just something about that that was just so powerful for a lot of different people like vash was saying it is not just about black people it's just about empowerment for people fucking period like black panther was a wave of empowerment for people and representation in general. So I can't wait to see this. I will cry multiple times in this movie. And it, it just is what it is. I'm just going to let the tears fly because I, I just can't. When I think about Chadwick, I, I want to cry. Again, he's this huge inspiration for me as a human being. So it's just like um, he is very missed. And I can't wait to see this film and how Kugler and the cast decide to honor him. Um, we're not going to really go around on this because there was no news. But um, there was no I'm Fantastic so Four was. news. There was abs- so there was no casting news for Fantastic Four. They officially announced that the Matt director. Jackman's going to be directing, <laughs> oh, which wow. was in the trades two weeks prior. So, yeah. yo, like, I'm well, the thanks, only one Feige. that's happy no news came out because everyone was hoping for some news, and once no news dropped out, like, good, good. So we got good. a date. Like, just don't come out news until next year. No rush. Because I'm like, what's the need for it right now at the moment? Like, we I need to I mean, I just want stuff. to know the cast, bro. We found out Mahershala exactly. Ali was Blade like two f- and a half fucking years yeah. ago. Exactly. We knew who The Rock was for Black Adam nine years before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So why couldn't we get we gotta... the, just the casting? I'm not, yeah. You didn't have to give me the whole cast. Just give me the core or give me Doom. Marvel something. slash Fox has fucked it up three times or technically four times if you count the one that's not really real, um, stuff like that. The H just found out that there was a fourth one not yeah. that long ago. So Marvel's like, yo, we should really make sure to know what the fuck we're doing before we announce and everyone give us any type of backlash. So I think they're being smart with how to handle this. Maybe they already have it casted, but they just have so tight-lipped which who knows but then they, i'm just laughing at this more is that everyone expected some type of news like some type like at least i mean Dr. Doom, yeah, Fantastic, dude, you know, henry cavill was literally was the there catalyst too. to phase six i mean like we we need to know at the end of the day, I, i'm just laughing about it like next year we would definitely hear some news at san diego or at you know some type of con but I was just laughing like, yo, no news came out. And everyone was like, yo, was we didn't get no pissed, news. I was fucking dude. That was one of the things I was most excited for in my predictions. I was like, we might actually finally get a Fantastic Four casting. I know. Like something. Even if it was just Reed and Sue. Like some shit. Just anything. But maybe we'll get a Doom fine. tag in Wakanda forever. 
maybe you you never know but um d23 you know henry cavill who knows d23 oh was a good event um i do wish there were some other things that they announced i would have liked like a small hint of like what scarlet witch is going to be doing next um just some other things that i predicted but i think the event was decent um i wish it was there so that i could see the footage but getting the footage descriptions was good enough getting the plot details was good enough um, getting everything into Armor Wars and Secret Invasion, getting more details. I'm very excited for the future of the MCU, so can't wait to see where it goes. And um, yeah, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. So Spicy, tell the people where they can find you online. Hey guys, what's up? Your girl Spicy Lady. You have to follow me on Instagram, especially Entertainment, TikTok, especially Entertainment, um, YouTube, especially Talks. Uh, what else? Twitch, Spice Lady Gaming. I stream uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays um, at around 5 p.m. And I'm um, trying to think what else. Yeah, just check the link in my bio on Twitter, Spice Lady ENT, for all of my um, other content and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, look forward to more Cifra Spicy ENT collabs. You'll see yes. Yes. Chris, tell the people where they can find you online. You can find my podcast on Twitter at Papaholics. You can find us on Instagram at PapaholicsCast. You can email us at PapaholicsCast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Papaholics, where uh, every week we talk about the latest in pop culture and film industry news. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at Chris Conkling, talking about all things nerdy. And then, of course, you can find my writing on carefulforspoilers.com. Abe? Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, the Mad Prince. You can find me on Twitter and on Twitch at Prince underscore Wow. I stream three times a week, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights around 8 p.m. EST. Um, Thursday nights is for the grown and sexy folk. Um, if you are not uh, mature or, uh, you know, this is more of your your mature content there after dark um, yeah it's definitely after dark it is it, it is it is last week i was whoo i'm never oh, you know shirtless too consuming. <laughs> no i actually had no cams on i am never consuming tequila again um until 2025 anyway uh you can find me anywhere else these wonderful people and content creators are involved with uh i.e spicy lady entertainment she has some a dope project coming out next month for all of the uh for a lot of comic book fans of a particular family slash team uh you know i'll be here for careful for spoilers obviously especially with halloween right around the corner me and jb gonna have some uh good stuff planned for y'all just like last year for all my horror fans uh, all my horror lovers uh definitely check out papaholics and everything they're involved in um check out the SSAW family of podcasts, especially Cover Zero for all my football fans. It is football time. If you're into baseball, check out Diamond Talk. Um, yeah, you know, I just got my hands in everything. You'll see me some some way, some form, some fashion. Check me around. And also, please, 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 if you want to support Black-owned comics and manga writers, please, please, please sign up for the Kickstarter, the Concept Moon Kickstarter that just went live today. Get you your Project Moonlight. Um, your Moonlight uh, digital copy or physical copy because our very own, careful for spoilers, very own Steve, Scuba Steve has his project payback within the issue, the magazine issue. So please go check that out. Um, I'm sure the link will be provided at some point in the description. 
Um, appreciate y'all. I'll see you when I see you. Be safe. Have a wonderful week. And let's, you know, let's nerd out. Let's nerd out. Hell yeah. Vash? You can follow me everywhere at Legendy Vash. That's it. Just straight simple. Cool. Uh, you guys can follow me all over social media at JB Exclusive. You want to find absolutely everything that we do at C4S Media Group, head over to KevinForSpoilers.com. You'll find uh, all of the links that uh, Chris is writing for the site, the articles that Steve has written for the site, my articles on there. I've been working on a lot of different lists. Um, I'm going to come out rankings with a different list. galore. Yeah, rankings galore. There's a whole section just for lists. Um, also, um, I just did an Alien movies ranking, worst to best. Also did a Terminator ranking. Um, I was having some fun, and I did a timeline of the entire uh, first Alien on home release from fucking VHS Laserdisc all the way up to 4K Blu-ray. That was a lot of fun to do research and put together. Um, there are full recap articles with all the plot details that we discussed today. Like I, um, I mentioned, the Disney and Marvel game showcase recap is up on the website right now. The Marvel and Lucasfilm panel recap, all on the website right now. You get all the images. Again, plot details, release dates, all up there. Um, do movie reviews on there as well. My Barbarian review is up on the website right now, as well as my Nope review and Orphan First Kill. So we got a lot of shit for you guys. Um, subscribe to You Gotta See This and the Recast Cast. Those guys are putting in work weekly, giving you guys like two episodes a week. So make sure you guys uh, follow Brad and Blake on Twitter as well. Uh, follow all of these amazing creators here. Like I get motivated to continue making content because I get to talk and work with these amazing people. So continue to support them, support us. You guys will see us next um, for the She-Hulk finale review in a couple weeks so stay tuned for that hopefully i can get squid game. spicy back for for that as well what do you say and how about the squid game yes and we're all um well that's not villains we're gonna do that that's technically separate from villains we're gonna do a separate review for that but the next villains episode will be uh the she hulk review so that's gonna be a lot of fun but guys thank you so much for hanging out in chat um, I'm going to be making a solo video just kind of going more in depth into the changes into the channel and the changes for villains and why I decided to make those changes. I owe you guys that video, so I'm going to make a separate video for that. But yeah, thanks again for hanging out. Thanks for being here. And until the next one, see ya. <laughs>